1: This week in League, George Burgess creates a new social network, Instacock.
0: Benji Marshall takes a recon trip to scope out the West Tigers' September holiday destination. Tim Sheens installs New Zealand as a favourite for the World Cup. And we preview all of the action for round 18 of the 2013 NRL season. All that and more this week in League.
1: Welcome to episode 128 of this week in League. I'm Nate and I'm Glenn. Okay. So, another week and a uh, a momentous week really uh for the show as oh, we re- some people would say as, that, as we as we release our uh, our second shirt. Other people would say it's a bit depressing. <laughs> the whole situation's <laughs> yeah. a bit fucked. Well, I mean, some like, people Like in the words of in the words of you let me just I'm just pulling my phone out here to go to my um oh, look,
0: SMSs. This is gonna be taken out of context.
1: So um so what I did, I didn't put any text around it. I just sent you a picture of the final design, like I as a design and also like you know, mocked up like on a shirt that a person was actually wearing. And your reply was if it related to any other team, I'd say it was fucking awesome. Since it's not, I hate it. Fuck you, you can't <laughs>
0: So, no, yeah. hearing it back—that's perfect context. Yep, that's yeah, exactly yeah.
1: So, so yeah, as it was intended. So, so the Tigers into client shirt is there, and we've had a pretty good response so far. Um, there's been a number of people jump on board, but I reckon, as we're listening to the show, as we're recording it on Tuesday night, I think to get the get it going, we're probably going to need another ten people to uh, to pre-order this shirt. So, if um,
0: I'm going to buy one, you know yeah. why I'm going to buy one, Nathan. What's that? So I can fucking burn it. <laughs>
1: You realise, I mean, you know, you, you're paying to get them produced as well, so you're not actually going to buy. One. I mean, you were buying one, but you, I'll buy one. You Get one for free. I'll
0: buy two if I have to. <laughs> I'll burn both those motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> so um, yeah. So uh, some people's been like, oh, you know, you know, thinking about it, or you know, blah, you know. Put mate, your money
0: where your mouth is, or it, shut the hell up about tigers in decline.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's well, it's, it's not even that. It's just like um, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are like, oh, if you make that shirt, I'll get it. Crickets now, so. Like the fact of the matter is, we're um, we're doing a pre-order because we need to hit a certain number of, of shirts to basically hit a level where we break even on the production of the shirts. I mean, we're not gonna we're not doing them, you know, uh, at a loss. I mean, but but we I mean we're happy to produce as many as, as many as we break even. Exactly. That's. I mean, I'm happy to break even just to just to, to have the Tigers into client shirt. To be honest,
0: because quite frankly, I mean, we both work day jobs which pay us exorbitant yeah, amounts of money. I exactly. mean, we don't need to. You know, we're not trying to be
1: millionaires yeah, off this exa- show. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it would be nice if we could if some of the extra could pay for some of the cost of the show. But I mean, honestly, I just want the shirts. So, I mean, if we break even, I'm happy with that.
0: I just want like some colour fire starters. That's all I want.
1: <laughs> Not shaming for your car. <laughs> so so yeah, we need we need uh, at, at this at this point we need ten ten more people or else it's no go. And obviously if it's no go then we just refund the, the uh, people who've jumped on. And I'm sure they'll be disappointed because let me tell you, some of them Literally, I was getting the orders, uh, email orders come through from uh, from PayPal like within ten minutes after I first put it up there. It's just like bam, bam, bam. I was like, "Fuck, those dudes are keen." So, so uh, a trot- Trotter's first well, came off the rank. Yeah, of so, course he was. You answer. know
0: why? Because he's a fuckhead.
1: <laughs> or you could say he's a valued listener of the show who supports the show in 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 the ventures. Ah, look,
0: you call him what you will. <laughs> I'll call him a fuckhead.
1: Now another question has come up in, on the on the subject of t-shirts. Um, after Tigers in Decline, there's probably two shirts that people are looking for. One, a Tool Nation shirt, which I agree is you know it's a good idea to have a Tool Nation shirt. Must happen. Yep, must happen. The other one, undefeated asterisk shirt.
0: We've been talking about that for a long time. So Should we talk about stuff for ages. Yeah, and I know. Finally, we pull but, our fingers out. But as
1: but then, as you've seen, like in the last two weeks, I've just got super motivated and designed the New South Wales one in a row shirt, which doesn't get revealed unless New South Wales win next uh, the next Origin You'll game. You
0: have to show me that so I can make sure I buy one yeah. of them and burn the fucking thing too. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you later on. But
1: um, yeah, I mean that one's. I'm not even going to reveal that one or show it to anyone. Um, ex, you know, obviously tweeted out or anything. unless Until thirty five
0: when they might crack it for yeah, a and, and
1: the beautiful thing is the way the design is, I mean, it's, you know, it, you know if it's next year, there's next year. I mean, I just have to change the number. <laughs> it's all right. It'll work. But um, it's not going to get released until such time as it actually is, as they, as they win. Um, so, yeah, so there's that, ties in the Client. And then what I, what I was getting at is um, we need to have a vote. So, people, you need to get in touch with us uh, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and cast your vote. For which shirt you want to see next after tigers in decline will it be a twill nation one or will it be one based around undefeated asterisk um look in my opinion I think both will probably get made anyway at some point um I mean I'd like to see maybe the maybe the undefeated asterisk one next just to um. <laughs> You know, give the give the the suffering tigers in decline fans like you know their like rebuttal shirt kind of thing. You know, like <laughs> also you know from a, from a business standpoint, so we can um <laughs> so so we can basically um you know get the other half of the market that aren't buying the tigers in decline shirt. But um yeah. So that's the situation. Uh, Tool Nation or Undefeated Asterisk shirt uh, designs TBA. But uh, if you want one thing about either of those uh, next, then let us know.
0: But you know, like, people need to prove. Are they all fucking talk? Are they just a mouth yeah. on a stick? Well, that's are true. they a $2 mouth with a 10 cent head? Yeah, because
1: my time doesn't come cheap. So designing these shirts, I mean, you know. I'm just
0: saying yeah. that, you know, I've copped it. I've copped Tigers in fucking decline for better part of two seasons now, Nathan. Yeah, that's and right. And people are happy to lay their slippers in. Yeah. But don't want to put the money forth for a shirt. And I'm just saying you're a tight ass, you're a big mouth, shut up or put up. Put up now, or shut up, whichever.
1: Now just on the subject of the shirt, um, Gary Cox, who is a he's a he's pretty much a serial pest on our Middle Facebook. Name loves the loves her. Gary loves her. He's um a serial pest on Facebook and um he wants us to release a V neck shirt.
0: <laughs> Which Kind of fits in well with Gary Loves the Cox yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> in he's, his V neck shirt.
1: He's, he started just by asking you how it normally and I said, look, you know, no. Nah. <laughs> and, and then he started putting on Facebook, let's go on V necks <laughs> so, yeah. um,
0: and um, I sent you a message on Twitter saying that um when Nicklin laughs at your jokes. Yeah, which one just died. The one about Accessorizing our shirt With a handbag <laughs> Oh She laughed She chortled She um, laughed And
1: uh, De- Dennis to shut up Dennis Dennis Valente He asked If um, He orders Tigers and the Klein shirt Can he have it Signed by you And I said Yeah of course <laughs> So now you got to Fucking sign it
0: Fucking you know. <laughs> hell uh, Okay As in Can I like Sign it, you mean sign it with like just a signature with a pen or like put yes. my mark on it, if you will.
1: <laughs> Look, I was thinking signature pen, but I mean, Dennis listens to the show, so he can he can come back and let us know, you know, if, he, if he'd prefer some, some other fluid other, other, use, than, other use, than
0: use it as a sock, whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, feedback uh, from last week. This is all Gareth L. So, I mean, we asked about Gareth and what, you know, what's Gareth been doing and haven't really heard about his fortunes over there. Sam Dunn. Came back with probably the most exhaustive one. He said, All right guys, just listen to this week's episode where you spoke about Gareth Ellis and how he's doing back in ESL. He played preseason, then got a stress fracture in his foot while warming up for the first game against Leeds, ended up missing twelve weeks. I spoke to some Hull fans when they came down to London and they said, Well, at least we got to see him warm up. <laughs> He's back now and went pretty well until hurting his back for England against the Exiles in June, but he returned last week. You can tell what a quality player he is, but he probably looked better with the team of destiny that is the West Tigers. Why in God's name did he go to Hull? He got made captain pretty much on arrival. Also, I was wondering how you rate Adrian Morley in the list of English forwards he played in the NRL.
0: He was good when he was on the field. Yeah. Morley. much yeah. like like Ellis in England.
1: Except Gareth's injury, obviously, Adrian Morley was off for doing head-high tackles and stuff.
0: Yeah, he could, could take a... Uh, could take a head off.
1: Yeah, he could,
0: but yeah, no, he was.
1: I thought he was. He was very good. Adrian Morley, I liked him.
0: Yeah, he was. He was that good. I forgot he was English.
1: Yeah, and that's a, that's probably the highest compliment you can pay. <laughs> exactly <for>.
0: right. <laughs> like Gareth Ellis. Yeah. Like you know, we say his name in a funny voice. Yeah, I never but... forgot that
1: he was English though, because because of the you know the way we said his name. Yeah. in a funny
0: voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth, mate.
1: <laughs> Fucking Aussie ass.
0: Gareth was great. Um. And, uh, Bryn- I, miss, I miss yelling that I miss it <laughs> well, That's good. all the people around me At games Who the fuck is this guy Carrying on about Every time he got the ball that's oh, great Got it <laughs> Bryn Owen said Give me said, a burden, mate like, They're like hey, Where are you from <laughs> Campbelltown or London
1: Alright Bryn Owen said uh, Your mate Ellis is being, uh, getting Carved up more than Actually doing the carving Seeing how he's always injured Beaver is a legend <laughs> He's
0: getting carved up By a fucking surgeon What he's, is the
1: end of and, He's ended the sentence Beaver is a legend <laughs> If the, if the NRL can turn the brothers' burgeye in brackets, more cranium than the Easter Island heads, into stars, Roby, who was trained by the greatest hooker of his generation, Kieran Cunningham, would rip it up over there.
0: <laughs> Kieran Cunningham? Is that Richie Cunningham's brother?
1: He said, oh, yeah. Um, oh, actually, I won't mention that. He said, I had the misfortune of discovering blanked-out league the <laughs> League internet <laughs> name This week And I thought you guys Gave a shit But this guy's a great A twat Keep up the good work uh, Tigers in stagnation You'll never win fuck all With that cock in charge
0: <laughs> Big Mick Potter fan man. <laughs> Massive
1: He said uh, Says me with Nathan Brown as coach <laughs> yeah.
0: Shut up mate <laughs> I mean that
1: was like That was very ADD I mean like There was, there was so much content in, that, in there It was ridiculous Who sent that one Sorry That was Bryn Owen Oh of course um, that guy. Yeah, uh, and then we got uh, Matt Boyle.
0: Oh, and, fuck, uh, here we go. This will be interesting.
1: He, just, he opened it up, you know, with a compliment. He said, uh, you sheep-shagging, inbred, xenophobic motherfuckers. And he said, on a separate note, eh, played a few games unspectacularly this year, having met, spent most of the season injured. Of the Aussie imports, Justin Carney's made the biggest impact on the wing for Castleford, but maybe maybe mainly because he's been banned about three times for a total of around ten matches. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> Justin Carney.
1: Yeah, remember him? He had, like, he, had, he, had, he had legs like. Yeah, Mal Meninga looked at Justin Carney and said, Man, that guy's got some fat fucking thighs. Uh,
0: yeah, he had uh, legs like a horse and also caught like a horse. Yeah, and fuck me. He had some shit hands. Yeah, yeah, she, Carving yeah. up for Castleford. Yeah, yeah. Car- we're, we're carving Can't up throw a for Castleford. Except, except
1: for the 10 weeks that he's been out of suspension from the sounds, but yeah. What did he do? What did I oh, f- <laughs> Who knows? He's a That's winger. <laughs> part- <laughs> Part two, Matt Boyle. <laughs> what has Justin Carney oh, actually done? Don't encourage him.
0: Look, I'm, I'm not saying Matt Boyle has to interact with us again. I mean, who wants to hear from him?
1: Oh, all right, all right. Um, we had Twitter feedback from our old mate, Paraman. Haven't heard from him in ages. You're old, mate. And he, uh, and he tweeted, he said, still loving this week League podcast. It's actually funny when you haven't watched any footy. It makes the recaps a better listen.
0: Someone stole his telly.
1: <laughs> he's lost the love for the league. I mean, he's a Parramatta fan, obviously, being called Paraman.
0: Oh, he I mean, guessed. He may as guessed. well change
1: his name to Buy Man or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spoon Man. <laughs> Suicidal Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, once again, thank you everyone for the feedback. Oh, actually, no, one more thing. I got an email just before we um, kicked off tonight from um, uh, Gavin Rennick, who uh, emailed us the other week. He said, um, I was listening to the Saturday Offload podcast from Triple M Sydney yesterday. They had Robbie Farah on, and a call came in from Luke in Brisbane. Now, Luke from Brisbane came across as Australia's number one Tigers fan. Robbie loved him. He also sounded a lot like Glenn from this weekend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just call me Luke. No, I didn't make that call. So, that wasn't you? No.
1: I said I'd raise it with you and see what you said about it. No.
0: No, look, I have a real thing about um, ringing radio stations. I,
1: I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Well, you, just, you, you, you bombed out years ago when you're trying to win No, nah, I've a never cloak. really
0: Look, to tell you a, a bit of a story there was a um, a thing on Triple M just before the Brisbane State of Origin game Yep and um, apparently you had to ring in um, and register or, or whatever and yep. uh, then they'd ring you back if you made the cut you'd had to answer a question then you went into the draw
1: Yep
0: and one of the boys at work entered and nominated me as the person that would answer the question. Yep. I was like, nah. Being this a isn't...
1: rugby league podcasting phenomenon, I mean, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Like, yeah, I, had, I, I had a few people ring me up. They heard me on the radio. Yeah. And it was like, that's not fair. Like, you host a rugby league show. Yeah. Like, what were the odds of you getting it wrong? It was like, who kicks goals for, uh, for uh, Queensland? And okay. plays for the Cowboys. As soon as they started saying, who kicks goals, I was thinking Cam Smith. And, <laughs> and they said the Cowboys, oh, thank fuck for that. Wouldn't well, no, I look like a right brat? Uh, oh, Matt Scott. Which, yeah. <laughs> You got it. Um, no, I'm just, I'm not one of those people that would ring a radio station. Because I listen to them and go, you know people that ring up and they air their dirty laundry and say, oh, you know, my husband's got a nasty case of herpes. But, you know, sometimes when I feel a bit randy and stuff, I still, you know. Go They probably don't say that, but that's what I imagine. You know, people <laughs> ring up radio stations to be like,
1: and you don't want to be one of those people. Nah. You know, you're just helping a mate win a comp.
0: Well, he sort of said, "I've got Triple M on the phone." I'm like, well, "Fucking what?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are you tell me? Your fucking problems. Because <laughs> yeah, you've got to answer this question. We can go to the, go to the Origin. It was actually before the, the Sydney Origin because yeah, it was okay. all expenses paid, okay. flights, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Turns out we didn't win. I was a bit, you know, thank <laughs> fuck for that because yeah. it goes against everything I believe in. So fuck ring and radio stations. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's a bit of Radio Station uh, One Hundred and One from Glen. Exactly.
1: News. Okay. First of uh, there was no complaints about the clock last week. We've obviously uh, cracked the code there and the formula's perfect and um, the haters have all decided to become uh, lovers of the clock. So we'll kick it off with Mitchell Pearce on State of Origin saying, if I don't win, I've got no doubt I won't be there next time. He considers game three as his last chance to be considered an origin, to, to be the origin halfback, I suppose.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, he probably yeah. could have said that three years ago, <laughs> and it would have been just as apt. But um, look, I think Reynolds is is the halfback of the future for New South Wales. I don't think Mitchell Pearce has has done anything to uh, to really cement his spot or, or show yep. that he's he's an Origin player. I think he goes missing in big games for for long periods of time, and and you know when that applies to club games as well. You know, significant club games he. He tends to go missing Yep And um That fact's been overshadowed a lot By My Maloney Certainly at the Roosters Um You know Fair enough He's been fairly honest but He also
1: has some decent games At club level too that, You know He's never had at an origin And he's, and he's been the half back And four of the seven Series losses Yeah So not good enough Not good enough Mitchell Pierce. He should be gone already In my opinion Alright um Holy dooly That just comes out there Doesn't it <laughs> Dugan <laughs>
0: Could we, we rule was it his- supposed to come out
1: Dugan could rule himself out of the third origin game uh because he's got a kid due on July twenty which is three days after the game kid could come early he wants to fly up to queensland because it's where his ex is so he's not even, he's not with the chick anymore and so he's gone out there to be uh be present for the birth. she must
0: be a big fan of uh Josh Dugan's if she was like heavily pregnant and well, moved to Brisbane away from him
1: <laughs> yeah well I mean you know that's about Yeah. you know the Can- canberra broke up with him and yeah, the Broncos. I mean, yeah, you know, they didn't have a one-night stand. They didn't even play just the tip with him,
0: and uh, or maybe they did. <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe maybe he's not going up to be like at the bedside. Maybe he's just going to be on the on the roof of the hospital,
1: <laughs> wet in the baby's head with some cruises. <laughs> but yeah, I was, it's always unfortunate. Babies are always due. I mean, Why can't these guys fucking, you know, organize organize a route into in you know in March. So, the baby's going to come out at Christmas time, no footy on. You actually got a bit of a holiday from your pre season training as well, it hasn't really kicked off either. And then, yeah, go for well, it. I you think. I mean, it's, it's intelligent, isn't it? I mean, that, I guess well, that's what I'm not. Football you're wondering,
0: player. so you, your question is, wasn't Josh Dugan intelligent? Intelligent, yeah, well. okay. Point, <laughs> Let's made. crack the fucking code with that, shall we? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um,
1: Jack Reed, out four to six weeks with a dislocated collarbone. Broncos doing it so tough.
0: By sliding into an advertisement <laughs> By
1: sliding into advertising. <laughs> wow. Yeah, not good, not good. dear um, Broncos are fucked. We're going to get into that later, though, but...
0: jeez. Oh, yeah, mate, look, i tell you what. They're really just never going to recover from that, you know, mustering all that energy to beat the Tigers. Um, their players... <laughs> their players run themselves ragged that night, and, and it was a credit to them they got a good win, but, you know, the, it, it's... It's much like when you, you know, you run a Datsun 180B you, when you're just redlining it every day. And that's what they've done. They redlined the Datsun 180B that is Jack Reed.
1: <laughs> and he blew up. There you go. There you go. Okay. Now, this the rumours are abounding at the moment. and I've heard it from several different sources. So, I mean, applying the old where there's smoke, there's, where there's fire. Benchy. To the Waratahs. That's a big uh, the big word at the moment.
0: Um. Well, he's he's shown no ability recently to be able to kick out on the full. I was just um, gonna I was just gonna
1: say that, which is, you know, pretty much the the and, and he's and he's shown no, no real skill goal kicking either, which are probably the two primary skills required to play Rugby Union.
0: Certainly if you play in any position that Benji's gonna be eligible for. Yeah, yeah. Um it probably fits the bill as far as he, he's not the best defender in the world. Yeah, true. Um they don't play run. They don't. They don't
1: like people running the ball and, and you know putting passes on either. So and he can't do any like of that. much like you out.
0: said, when he was starting on the bench, that for that game, maybe he could throw the line-out ball, start him off the field, face him in,
1: and get it into a player actually on his own team.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah, I think mean, it's yeah. more of a contest. Who knows where it's going to end up? Yeah. It true. Might still end up in the fucking grandstand.
1: <laughs> true. True. And finally, George Burgess's dick.
0: Yeah, he I sending- mean, wait, hang on—that was way too enthusiastic. <laughs>
1: <You're> fucking
0: delicious. <laughs> Let's talk about his dick. Oh,
1: fucking spotted dick. A fucking delicious English cuisine. Um. So yeah, he's 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 uh, he sent them to a, to a young lady presumably, who's then you know put them online. <laughs> so, you know, Thanks, so, love. <laughs> Look, I just want like, like the, the 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 first thing that and this, all rugby league players should fucking learn. Yeah, you know, I guess people you know with the whole Snapchatting and everything like that. I mean, I would think that the that if you're going to have your face in a the photo, then that's great. You call that a selfie. Send them a, f- a picture of your face. If you're going to have your dick or something in a photo or your tits, why not crop the head out of it or just you know make sure that the head your face isn't in the shot? So then there's like some sort of plausible deniability about the fact if it's actually you or not. Yeah. That seems like a, fucking like the most obvious thing in all the world.
0: My question case. is: George's hmm. recent trouble in Cannes. Street pole. The story was. Or- <laughs> Did he pull the pole out of the ground or did he pull his penis out of his pants and beat the car with it?
1: <laughs> well, that is that is the question. And uh, and, uh nothing's gonna happen out And I mean, and I don't think anything should happen either. I mean if he's been sent to the chick and she's put him online then you know, so be it. It's not like he broadcast them out from his like from his Twitter account. He's just <laughs> like, he's like,
0: hey ladies, that's look great. at my cork. <laughs>
1: that's great. Check that
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at my cork. I call it Garter. <laughs>
1: Call it Big Ben. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean he, should, he probably shouldn't get in any trouble with Call it I mean, Queen Lizzy. <laughs> but I mean fuck the, 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 the thirst the thirst on fucking Twitter though. Yeah. I mean, you know Listen to those bitches. Oh mate, you just you just like like when when they first when they first leaked, I mean what what I heard on Twitter was this, it's like and it was just, just chicks, just chicks slipping off their seats and hitting the floor. <laughs> like, just, it was unbelievable. It was like they were hitting, they were hitting, like to the rhythm of like fucking like Joe Jordison from Slipknot. Fucking like working the double kick. They were hitting that that many of them hitting the ground that fast. <laughs> the faff-
0: faffability rate of Twitter just rose through the roof. Um, exactly. Look, at the end of the day, this means only one thing, Nathan. What's that? I'm going to have to leak some photos of myself onto uh, onto Twitter. All right the area to photoshop a uh, penis onto the <laughs> No. People are like, oh, how cute. <laughs> how cute.
1: Is this a trailer for the, for the second Hobbit movie? <laughs>
0: I a precious is a shape of a mushroom, <laughs> only smaller.
1: That's 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 enough of that anyway. <laughs> so we can finish the clock part on that. We went a bit over. Oh, isn't it funny? The part we went over on was was the part talking about um, a, a man's penis. <laughs>
0: Speaking oh, about first. Yeah. <laughs> We've always said we love the clock. I uh, mean, wait, what?
1: Uh, the thirst, thirst is real. Uh, but um, Tall Hayden actually tweeted us and said, won't somebody think of the children? NRL now to ban penises. Can't have kids playing the game flashing cocks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the final word there. Um, now, main news, origin sides have have been named. Uh, New South Wales. Uh, slight slight difference. Um, Dugan uh, retains the fullback position after Jared Hayne was initially brought into the side and then uh, ruled out. Um Jared Hay was actually placed on the wing in, in uh number five jersey. He's since been ruled out, so they brought in uh James McManus to uh replace him, uh, McManus.
0: Pretty solid pretty pretty solid selection, I think.
1: Oh, I think it's a pretty ordinary selection. Um
0: oh, and, it's, and it's
1: almost like you've selected based on one game where he fucked up Anthony Don. Yeah. And I'm like it's not like Anthony Don was like, you know, fucking like Trevor Gilmeister or some dude that could tackle like <laughs> It's so like why don't, you, why don't you pick fucking random randomness who do, who just carved up down the fucking touch field. I mean, it's, it's the same diff, and they put all these. You know his stats work out pretty high based on like you know the whole money ball sort of thing.
0: You know, and um, but still you probably would have been hard pressed to find a better candidate than uh, Jorge Tafua, but they Georgie.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I mean, didn't he remind him? We'll get to that, but uh, yeah, also Boyd Cordner. He's uh He's been brought into the squad uh for number 20, jersey number 20. So, obviously, there's, um yeah, Greg Bird's probably in a moon boot. Uh, Gallon's probably a little bit, you know. Boyd un-
0: fucking Cordner.
1: Yeah, Boyd Cordner. Fucking really? Bolter. It's Bolter. East fans are just fucking just jizzing everywhere. Going, oh, my God. Thirsty East that fans. They're guy, he's fucking sensational. We love Boyd, Boyd Cordner.
0: Put some photos. Instagram. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean yeah. I guess there's a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, up in the air sort of stuff there um, as far as injuries and stuff concerned. Tamal comes back, uh, Woods drops to 18, um, so he's still in the squad. Um, I guess pending, you know, I guess if Gallons injured, I mean, there's you know, there's some forwards that got some questions. Tamal's got
0: plenty of time to get caught drunk again.
1: Plenty of time. Dude only needs a fucking night, doesn't he? <laughs> um, Queensland unchanged.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: Nineteenth uh, man is Will Chambers. I don't know if they went as high as nineteen guys last time. So does that mean there's a submission over one of the uh, one of the backs?
0: Well, probably Justin. Justin Hodges, Hodges in his hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did.
1: You know, Brent Tate. I mean, yeah, that dude has to strap himself to a fucking gurney to get you know. <laughs> Justin with, Hodges with drips and all sorts a, of shit. The
0: hamstring on. fucking tension of a tampon string.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or is it like you know the, the tension's actually more tense?
0: Well. Depends which way you look at it. Either way... Well,
1: he's a tampon, though. He is... Yeah, I mean, I like the tampon one because, let's face it, he does have a habit of being in for one and out for four. Fuck,
0: for a guy that is so crucial to his team's fortunes, fuck, he has some time out. At
1: every level of the game, too. Like, just fucking... Like, when he's on, he's on. Mm. Like, and he usually plays pretty well when he's actually on the field, but fuck. You've got to do the sums. Like, is, it worth, is it worth only having him, like, you know, once or twice a month? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, you know, Queensland, very stable side. New South Wales, fucking, you know, I don't really rate McManus. I thought, uh, old Jorge... The greatest Mexican alive would have been a, a fine candidate.
0: It's not actually Mexican, but whatever. Especially,
1: especially in the you know in the origin situation where you know you could really use a um, a winger that could you know run it back like a forward off your own line, you know
0: that sort of thing. While the forward, McManus goes alright. I, I don't think that's a horrible selection. Yeah. I think defensively, Well, he's not a horrible selection. A horrible selection is Nathan Merritt. <laughs> I mean, so I defensively is, is uh, he's going to hold his own there. Yeah, um, good finisher, solid uh, bringing the ball back, but um, I just think. Probably Tefua was more more of a, a dynamic option as yeah. far as um, his ability to bust tackles, etc. So
1: Yep, yep. Okay. Um. Speaking of Origin, still uh, Ashley Klein has been arsehole and Ben Cummins.
0: Can I just yeah say one thing about the Origin team? Yes. Remember when Robbie Farrell was considered not an Origin player? Remember that. Well, why do you have to fucking talk about this every week? No, no, I'm just saying. Remember that. And then Mick Michael Ennis was you know he was he was Origin material. Paul Gallons in doubt. Robbie Farah, captain. Love it. Love it.
1: I don't see anything about Bash that. Right that now. See,
0: up your ass, you doubters.
1: I see I see him in there as as, as VC. But uh
0: But if if Gallen's out, he'll be the captain.
1: Yeah, There's that, no doubt about it. To me that just says that Gallon's a hundred percent gonna play this game. <laughs> That's what it tells me. <laughs> now uh, Ashley Klein has been dumped for the Origin decider after two shithouse games with the whistle. Ben Cummins makes his return to Origin for the next Wednesday's game, teaming up with Shane Hayne, who retains his position. Klein was the main referee when Blues captain Paul Gallen punched Nate Miles in the head twice in Origin 1. He decided to let Gallen stay on the field, but then overreacted in Game 2 when he sent four players to the Symbian in the second half following a melee in which only two people threw punches. So, following both matches, Queensland uh, officials told NRL top brass they had concerns over Klein's refereeing. And um, the referees' manager Daniel Anderson said Cummins' form with the whistle during the past month had edged him past Klein. It's a significant achievement to be appointed to a game of this calibre, and Shane Ben and the team of officials have earned their appointments through the strength of their performances over the past few weeks.
0: Who do you think is best? Is the best ref in the game?
1: There's a lot of different um, like opinions out there, depending on, like you know who which perspective you're looking at. Apparently, Gavin Badger is, is like super popular with the players because he probably doesn't talk to them like they're, like they're cockheads. He
0: well, generally has yeah. a bit of a laugh, has a bit of, you know, explains yeah. himself quite well. Yeah, I mean, and like,
1: um, who's that fucking um, modern family dude that like works on the sidelines now? Yeah, like, the, the referees like <laughs> trust come up here and runs the sideline. Like that fucking guy, I mean, I would think he'd be universally, he speaks to you know players like shit the whole time and I think he would be universally the least most popular and probably you know, and given yeah obviously how he's working at the moment, you know, one of the worst. I mean Chechen's by far the worst. I'm just trying to think who else is fucking out there that you can I mean Shane Haynes still gets the top top appointments, but I've I've had some problems with him.
0: Would it would it be that hard really, like would it be that hard to have a good rapport with the players? You I wouldn't think, think so. so. If Gavin Badger can do it. Yeah. Like I'm nothing against Gavin Badger, but at the end of the day, it wouldn't be that hard to have a good rapport with the players. You speak to him yeah. on a level that that they respond well to. Yeah. You don't, you know, speak to them in a condescending fashion or put yourself above them. At the end of the day, you're there to referee their actions. You're not there yeah. to steal the show from them. I suppose um,
1: the rugby league rule book is it's a defined set of rules. It's not yeah. like you know infinite fucking changing possibilities like you know set plays and things that players have to learn. So why can't referees learn? Okay, the captain of manly is going to likely be the guy approaching me on the field is Jamie Lyon. Jamie Lyon, he's a bit like this, so I need to be like this. And you know, on the other hand. You know, like someone like Robbie, you know he's like this. So when you know Robbie comes up to deal with me, then I've got to see. You know, deal, why can't they fucking train yep. their approach to you know different types of you know then then you know, like, you know Ennis or someone, you know, he's a cunt. So <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so just tell tell
1: him to, to suck my dick.
0: Yeah, I, uh, look, every referee with the amount of things that happen on a field on the run. Yeah, I, I can live with. Some errors, you know. At yep. the end of the day, they're going to have to make split-second judgment calls. I would do a fucking horrendous job of being a referee. Yep. Um. There's just there's so much going on around them. There is two of them, which should make the job easier. Yeah. But when you've got guys that are supposed to be watching the, you know, you know, offside, the offside rule is something it shouldn't they shouldn't get wrong.
1: Well, I mean, you got you got touch judges as well, looking yep. like actually, you know, line up ten meters if they have to, you know, to
0: it, that sort of thing. Um, you know. Strip, strip, ball stripping in the tackle, that's a 50 50 at yeah. the end of the day with the players wrestling and guys trying to grab up You can't up see the, ball. the angle
1: and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but you know what? If you're not sure, go, up to, go upstairs
0: because after the up Maria Hargraves bitched just exactly. last week. But they were doing that a few seasons ago and then people were bitching that it was holding the game up because they were checking every little oh, I'd thing. Ra- I'd fucking I'd rather, rather get it right. be right.
1: I mean, like, knock-ons, like, the you know, little knock-ons when there's, like, a, you know, crazy passage and, like, the balls on the ground bounce bobbling around. Yeah. And she's like, You know, in the middle of the field, that's fine. The issue, I mean, get fucking send-offs and Symbian's right. for mm. uh, make sure you look at it and get the facts so situations like Origin 2 don't happen. I mean, like, there's no way the fucking Hodges and Bird should have gone. Like, sure. They're pretty much spectators. So, that, that was, I don't know, fucking, like, still to this day, I don't know why they, those two guys got sent. Um, tries. Fucking get those right. Because, I mean, how fucking hard is it? When everybody in attendance, watching it on a big screen, fucking, you know, 30
0: meters away. I don't know away, that this season there's been TV. that many horrible decisions on tries oh, Compared fucking, to last year.
1: There, there, yeah, there's been, there's been a fucking lot. There has been a lot. And and it's funny when, like, you know, you the viewer, you look at it and you immediately make up your mind with a real, like, you know, like a quick decision. And you're firm on your decision. You're like, well, it's obvious because of fucking X, Y, and Z. Yep. Commentators they make the exact same decision almost universally without any dissent on their panel or, you know, whoever the guys are in the box. Then you get two referees in there that come back with the exact fucking opposite of what they say and it's just like, I don't know if they're looking, they're looking at it too, too much. They're like, they go in thinking it's going to, you know, it's it's just a fucking shit decisions and really, I mean, if they got tries right and also like penalties where it's like, you know, penalties for, you know, high tackles and that obviously should be looked at, you know, rather than, just, you know, oh, I just think it.
0: that the media plays into it so much, and there's so much scrutiny over over referees' performances that they are under the pump. They are intimidated by by that, whether they want to yeah. admit to it or not. Daniel Anderson's got a job to do, and, and prior to him, the guys that held that position before um, know that they're going to have to face music. Robert Finch, like mm-hmm. he was a fucking dead man walking for three seasons. Yeah, yeah, um, it's a shit job, and I never, I'd, you know, I'd wish I wish for my, my worst hand enemy, up to do it. You to You you'd have to be a certain amount of fucking crazy to be referee yep. as far as I'm concerned yep. um, but yeah there's certain things that they just shouldn't get wrong as far as I'm concerned um, exactly. there's always going to be an element of error if they do have to make split second decisions on the run I can live with that um, anything involved in the video video referee um, and blatant forward passes yeah, shouldn't really get those wrong yeah
1: and forward passes, like, you know, it, just the, the little cheeky ones, like, from dummy half and that. Mm. Like, fucking every not a game goes by when you don't see half a dozen of those bastards get by. Exactly. And it's just, and it's definitely, it's not perception. There's no fucking way it's perception. It's, it's, reality is, they're like, you know, 50 centimetres forward, if not more.
0: I'll give them one thing, though. They are, you know, they are dropping guys this year, and they are yeah. sort of being um, slightly more accountable than what they have in the past couple of seasons. And the problem is,
1: they don't have the pool of top-level guys that they can just go, like on some rounds where every match people are crying bloody murder about you know refereeing decisions, and they're like, well, they're, "Okay, you we can't You're all you fucking dropped. Yeah, you, you know they can't do that. Otherwise, they have to go back to one referee." Um. Anyway, that, was that fucking uh, that went down. That went down a tangent. Um, fucking Robert Louis. This article came out written by um, Peter Badell and this is just and he's I think it's bad b a d d S76 on Twitter. Um, He's not on there too much. Uh, Believe me, I've tried (laughs) to get him on there. Fuck this fucking article. I'm going to read out some selected parts. After two years of hell, Robert Louis finally is at peace. The evidence isn't just in his football. Spend his five minutes talking to the Cowboys halfback and he radiates contentment. There was a time where he feared his rugby league dream was over. Just over a year ago, he was temporarily banished from the game by the ARL Commission. The code's punishment for an off-field incident involving partner Talia that saw Louis placed on a two-year good behaviour bond. During his stint in NRL purgatory, Louis admits he feared he would never play again. He viewed the band as his road to perdition, seemingly discarded for a mistake he eternally regrets. <sighs> That's the fucking opening of that article. And then it goes on to hear, you know him you know, referring to it numerous times as an off-field ordeal, not him kicking the ever-loving shit out of his pregnant fucking girlfriend.
0: It's. I just, I just wonder. Let's just say, Robert Louis. Is at, he's at the pub with his mates, mm-hmm. right? They're there. An altercation breaks out at another table between a bloke, totally unrelated. You know, nothing to do with Robert Louis or any of his mates. Yeah. A bloke and his missus. And he, um, you know, the bloke smacks smacks his missus up, right?
1: Yeah, and slams a sliding door on her head and kicks
0: her into pretty guts. If he does all of that, it yeah. probably only serves my story a little bit better. That's what I was thinking. If Robert Louis is sitting there, what do you think goes through his head? Does he go, yeah, yeah you fucking teach her a lesson? Or does he go... Fucking play on, play on. You know on. what? That should probably happen behind closed doors. <laughs> After it's half closed doors. doors, half closed doors, <laughs> and then open, and yeah. then close, half then closed, closed, closed again, <laughs> and open, half open again. Um or, or I can guarantee he doesn't sit there and go, "That's absolutely fucking deplorable behaviour and I'm going to go over and fucking smack that bloke up because. Well, you, he's know, what a you know what he does. You know shit human.
1: You know what he probably does think that, and then whoever he's at the table with goes, "Don't you? How fucking dare
0: you say that?" No, <laughs> because anyone that's going to be mates with Robert Louis, yeah. Condones that behaviour By way of their Fucking mere friendship With the bloke Yeah and he's um, He's big He's In uh, a real purgatory That cunt should have been In fucking life purgatory yeah, yeah Twice Yeah, Twice he did it It wasn't like Fuck I tripped and fell And I just managed to catch My missus's fucking drawer On the way down Oh I feel really bad about it Never happened again And he's gone on some Fucking real tangent Of um, Philanthropy And and, yeah. and You know Gone on On a big uh, push for, for women's rights and, and protection of women and domestic violence causes and all the rest of it, he fucking hid. Mm-hmm. What he fucking did was hid. He hid like a cat after f- smacking his missus up twice, once when she was heavily pregnant, soccer kicking her in the fucking head. Yeah. And now we're writing pieces in widely published and, and read publications. Yeah, at least I think it's Courier mail this one. Yeah. Just fucking unbelievable! And, and they and talk th- about his sympathetic pieces. <coughs> fuck that!
1: And they talk about his um, uh, where is it? He viewed the band as uh, seemingly discarded for a mistake he eternally regrets. He was not he was not discarded anything. I mean, does fuck he me.
0: eternally regret the second time? Or does he internally regret the first time or both? Because if he internally regretted the first time, he couldn't regret it too bad because he then went and did it 12 months later Well, that's right. He's
1: actually celebrated it on the anniversary of the last time. I mean, it was almost like a fucking reenactment. Um, And his mate. He's got a mate down there at Cowboys now, or up there at the Cowboys. Cowboys veteran Brent Tate succumbed to injury. Louis found solace in the casualty ward. It wasn't good when Tatey hurt his leg, but when he did it, he was there for me and we got through the hard stuff, the rehab, together. Me and Tatey got really close during that time, and his support made me mentally tougher. The hardest thing was watching the boys play. I would be happy enough at training, but when they'd play, you'd wish you'd be out there. That was like Louis's manager, Mark Stewart, helped the halfback through his darkest days. There were no winners in the saga, but without his primary passion, Louis found solace investing in the community.
0: I'll tell you, there is a fucking winner in the saga that Robert Louis is currently F- earning. Rob- in excess of a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, or whatever the fuck he might be earning,
1: There's a big winner because he's not in jail getting fucking gang raped up the ass by people who, as he should who, be, who, who treat who treat fucking women beaters as the fucking you know towels that they should be.
0: I just I can't believe that in in this day and age that a journalist would see fit to write such a pathetic piece. It's, it's fucking disgusting and as someone whose family has been heavily affected as I've said before heavily affected by serious domestic violence for someone to come out if Robert Louis wasn't a rugby league player and there wasn't a story in that mm-hmm. would that journalist go and write a story about a bloke off the street that course smacked not. his missus up twice and went oh poor mm-hmm. bloke poor yeah, of bloke
1: not. and then his manager here's a quote from his manager it was a very difficult set of circumstances it was very traumatic what he and his family went through
0: what he put him He's, and his family through. Yeah, and what yeah, he,
1: he didn't put himself through anything. He, you know, Rob and his partner are still together and going strong. They're both good people with a young son. At heart, Rob is not a bad person, but he went through a very difficult situation with the pressures and stresses that come with life as a young couple with a baby. Well, for starters, I've a baby, been a the part baby the baby almost couple with a
0: baby? I never have oh, never I've been, jammed my wife's head in door. To, I've
1: been there twice. And <laughs> never thought of raising my hand to fucking any of them. Um and and, and we talk about a young couple and a baby. The baby wasn't there the first time, motherfuckers. It almost wasn't because of the first mm. time, too, you'd have to think. And it's like, I, I hate the, the whole fucking
0: language of this article. Like he And went a professional through- athlete, like, this guy gets up in the morning. Yeah. Gets up in the morning, goes to footy training, comes home. has a, a bit, bit of, of sleep, might, sleep. Get in, might get in the pub, have a bit of a punt, maybe a beer. Yeah. Who knows Goes And I know he goes And trains in the afternoon again Mm -hmm. What a fucking hard life What stress he must be under At 9 From 19 years of age When he was playing 20s at the Tigers
1: And he makes the kind of And he he makes the kind of money That you know Like That we have to bust Our fucking asses Like Ridiculously To approach
0: And You know What a tough life A young couple with a baby On six figures yeah. You know, like, it's terrible, isn't and it? the hardest in, thing he has up to up do is go to footy what? training twice yeah. a day. Oh, yeah. fucking poor you. Yeah. No, I can't believe that people would fucking buy into that. What a mm-hmm. disgrace.
1: And so, really, I mean, like, you know, just to, to expand on what I said on Twitter at the time when I first saw this article, it was really, you know, fuck Robert Louis, fuck Peter Bedelli wrote this bullshit, fuck his manager, fuck the Cowboys as well for fucking dealing with this cocksucker, and who else is on fuck? Fuck everybody involved with this bullshit, quite frankly agreed speaking of fucking people Tim Sheens has come out and insists that New Zealand are the favourites for the World <coughs> Cup the bookmakers have the kangaroos at 1-4 to four <laughs> to lift the trophy but Sheens in England to support the Festival of World Cups believes the competition is wide open the Festival of World Cups I know I never heard the of
0: it the fuck is that
1: I never heard of it either and, uh, and, and he said, Sheen said, when I took over at the end of 08, my main aim was to hopefully survive long enough to have a shot at it, he told reporters at Rugby League Football, the Rugby Football League's Leeds headquarters. He experienced a final defeat after New Zealand won the 2009 Four Nations in Brisbane, and that makes him especially wary of Stephen Carney's men going into the 14-team tournament, which kicks off in Cardiff on October 26. New Zealand are definitely going to be the team to beat, no matter what anyone says. We're not world champions. New Zealand are, and I can tell you, they'll be very strong. I've seen their squad get stronger and stronger as they've blooded the younger folks over the last two years. And he said the Kiwis have been fortunate with their draw, having been paired with France, Papua New Guinea, and Samoa in Group B. Australia are in the same group as England, Fiji, and Ireland. And although two t- three teams qualify for quarterfinals, the group winners will earn an easier passage through to an anticipated semi-final. That makes the Kangaroos' opening game against England at the Millennium Stadium a must-win fixture, according to Sheen's. Obviously, you want to win that first game. It pretty much means you're not meeting New Zealand until the final.
0: Sheenius. Sheenzy's he's obviously scared of Benji Marshall. No wonder he's quite
1: ran your fucking club into the ground.
0: How dare you? How win a Premiership? How and dare two you. semi-finals appearances in fucking thirty-seven years? I exactly. Mean, what a record! Well, I mean, yeah, it's an incredible. Fucking record. Incredible strike rate. Yeah, coupled with his magnificent success up at the
1: fucking Cowboys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Sheenzy, the master of mind games. But really, clearly not. He's trying to play mind games with Stephen Kearney. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying Stephen Carney he goes into that battle a little under equipped in ammunition. That's all I'm saying. I
1: mean it's it's I mean of all the things to play mind games over, I mean Rugby League World Cup. Yeah. Probably not massive on the list. Especially when there's only three teams, you know, that can theoretically uh, qualify for the grand final. Yeah. Australia,
0: New Zealand and Papua New Guinea. (laughs) Fuck you, England. (laughs) Um Hook.
1: Brisbane hierarchy have ended months of speculation over coach Anthony Griffin's future by guaranteeing his job for next season even if the Broncos miss this year's finals the board has given unequivocal support to Griffin <laughs> yeah, whose tenure it, has come into question miss Brisbane's dramatic slide to 13th place on the NRL table
0: I can hear them loading the guns now
1: exactly he's got the unequivocal support so that means he'll probably be sacked after origin <laughs> the Broncos facing their worst season in the 25 year history and must win six of their last eight games including Friday night's clashing. against Cronulla to make the playoffs so if the Broncos capitulate and miss the finals for the second time in four seasons Griffin will avoid the axe he's contracted until the end of 2015 and uh, he was confirmed on Monday night that he'll be at the helm next season irrespective of a finals fade out it's not a finals fade out they're not in the finals at the moment (laughs) I can categorically say this now, White said. Anthony's job is safe, simple as that. The club's fighting very hard to make the finals. There's still a job to be done this year, but myself and the board are convinced that Anthony is the right man and the right coach for our club moving forward. The strong thing about Hook is that he's brutally honest, he's got an enormous work ethic, and he treats people with respect. He's building the right culture for our club. We're going through a tough period at the moment. We're being challenged, and we are right to be challenged. I'm just as accountable, and my job is to make sure everyone in his organisation has everything they need to succeed in an industry where the bar keeps getting higher." Sacking Griffin is not a reaction we're contemplating.
0: Anthony Griffin's building the culture of, at the Brisbane Broncos. mm mm-hmm. Apparently. I'd like to go out on a limb and say that culture was well and truly fucking built and uh, set in concrete by the time he rocked up there. And it certainly
1: wasn't derailed in any way, you know, by Henjack.
0: Well, he wasn't really there long enough to no. derail it sufficiently. Um, to be fair to Griffin, he's, he's dealing with a fairly undermanned squad, as far as I'm concerned, in key positions. He's got Corey Norman who doesn't pass a fucking ball. He's got halves that are fucking useless, effectively. Scott Prince was possibly one of the worst recruitment decisions the club has ever made. The thing is, and though... They've made some fucking doozies over the years. The thing like, is, that decision, they've been that, good that enough decision to, would have came from
1: him. The decision to continually play those years and in their various positions, that would have came from him. The decision to, the, the decision to, to continually play Josh Hoffman out in the, on the wing... That, Quite that frankly, on though,
0: where does he... He's he's between a rock and a hard place. He knows that his halves aren't getting the job done. Yep. Anyone that has ever watched a game of rugby league can tell that. Yep. But where does he go? Are they, who who are their twenty halves? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to fucking tell you. Yeah. What do you do? Do you? I mean, the start of it for me would be to put Hoffman at fullback and put Norman at five eight. Yeah, exactly. Princey left or, right out or Wallace, one of the two. Yep. I think Princey's been playing out of position all year. Um, so he's he's up against it. He certainly doesn't have um, the speed off the mark to be a five eight in the way that the Broncos play the game. Yep. Um, and but you know if they're not recruiting anyone. They're not. Yep. They're twenties halves I, again. I don't know who they are, so they can't be great.
1: They got to be. You know they're not ready to come through yet, surely.
0: Well, no one's mentioned them. Yeah. And,
1: and the Broncos fans on Twitter are usually quite vocal about, um, you know, getting you know, young guys they want to see called up.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think he, he's probably between a rock and a hard place there with his halves, and I think that is a crucial part of, of their game that that they just can't quite get right. And um, he's probably obviously going to cop the, the brunt of that. It is admirable that the, they've come out and supported him, but you know. The Broncos are used to results. but
1: not everyone's supporting him. The next part of the story. Gordon Taller said he believed Kevin Walters' tailor made the rebuild the Broncos. <laughs> um I've just got to try and find a quote from from that that imbecile. Um He's been linked with a return to, to Brisbane. He's off-contracted um, as an assistant coach at Storm uh, at the end of this season. He's undecided about his future. And he said, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing next year. My family's still in Brisbane, but I'll see what happens for the rest of the season. Brisbane do need to make the finals. Knowing the Broncos into the culture that's been up there, they won't give up, but they're making it hard for themselves. However, Darren Lockyer has urged the power brokers to stay patient with Griffin. I've said to a few people, including Paul White, that Anthony is the right coach for the Broncos, says Darren. I've been coached by plenty of coaches, and from my experience, Hook is very good.
0: He's been coached by plenty of coaches.
1: Yeah. Wayne Bennett. Ivan Henjak. Anthony Griffin. Wayne Bennett. <laughs> In- internationally. Yeah. Origin. Mal Meninga. Well, I should I say Michael Hagen? Or is it Neil Henry who coaches the Origin side? I forget.
0: <laughs>
1: Fuck me dead. Yeah. I've been coached by half a dozen people, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I, feel, I feel qualified to say they should ask someone like Tyron Smith if he's a good coach or
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some guy's fucking been around, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, Phil Blake. What does he think? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Phil, what do you think of Anthony Griffin? <laughs> yeah, how's it, how's he raised a coach? I mean, you, you
1: know, you've been coached 150 times. <laughs> he taught me how to chip and chase. Yeah. Yeah, so... um. Darren said that I am confident that he can make Brisbane a competitive powerhouse again.
0: Just competitive.
1: Yeah, that's that's what that's that's how that's how bad things are for the Broncos at the moment. They're just uh, they're just looking for competitive. Competitive is the holy grail at this point. Because let's face it, we'll get to the we'll get to the recaps, but they're not. Um, Blake Ferguson, David Ferner is pushing to have uh, Blake Ferguson back for their next game, describing it as essential to keep him in footy. So, um, Raiders are still going okay. Obviously, they have 11 home games in a row. They've won. They beat the Cowboys in the weekend.
0: It's essential um, to keep him in footy.
1: In footy, yeah. I mean, he'd be lost to the it's game. It's a
0: shame Blake Ferguson doesn't think it's essential that he's kept in footy yeah. by not being a fucking gronk.
1: Yeah. Now, he said that, um, uh, that should he be cleared by the courts... He'll be pushing to have the 23-year-old named in his side to play Parramatta following the bye. Initially, the NRL said Blake would be out for four weeks, and after the bye, it'll be four weeks. Obviously, we have to go through the right channels, but I'll certainly be asking about things to see where we're at. So, yes, I'd like to have Blake back for our next game because he needs to be playing. I'll say right now that he still has a long way to go with rehabilitation. But an essential part of that it's is to rehabilitation. have a footballing environment. There's more. <sighs> I've spoken with both Anthony Mundine, who's been helping Blake, and the NRL they all agree Blake needs to be back in football so right now it's a matter of having a look what happens and then sorting through things with the right people
0: it's one thing I'll say about Chock Mundine he's not afraid to put himself out there oh, no matter how many people slam him
1: yeah yeah because because Mundine because you know because he says he should be back in football
0: yeah let's David be David and taking his word for it
1: yeah. <laughs> they <Don't> fucking know <laughs> oh, just yeah yeah
0: if if he's convicted you know, and that's the thing. Oh, well, you know, if he's cleared by the courts. Well, of course, if he's cleared by the courts. But who said he's going to be cleared by the courts after the bye? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly, exactly.
0: They could adjourn it for six weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. What could? happens then? There's not. There's I mean, these, these court court appearance things, they're never usually one and done. Usually it's like five minutes in there, you know, file some paperwork, if I can see you in a couple of months. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and speaking of there's Gronks that need to be rubbed out of the game, uh, Mitch Allgood. good. <laughs> Has has your your, your mate Rennie Matu has come to his defence? Oh, Rennie. And he said that Mitch Orgood had no choice but to hit or be hit when he took on Steve Mattai on Monday night. While Matua said he doesn't condone violence on the field, he's defended his teammate uh, for punching Mattai. Mitchell's desire and want got the better of him in the end. Frustration came into his game. Stevie's a very scary guy, and he's been a bit of a bully, so to speak. I've been good friends with him over a number of years, but I think Mitchy saw him coming, and it was hit or be hit. I don't condone it, and it's not a good look for the game, but it happened. It's what Mitch has to deal with now. <laughs> And then he goes on to say
0: that's, that's actually a fair statement. That's I don't not. I don't know that Matai was going to throw a punch at. That
1: I wasn't going to throw a punch at all and and put it this way, if you can't get Steve Mattai to throw a punch at you after you King hit him, he's never he was that means he would never have been throwing a punch in that situation. Yeah, true. And like I can I mean I could not be more fucking impressed with Mattai. I'm it's a mixture of like pride and disbelief that he actually fucking reined in and had the... And, like, when the red missed the descended over him, he was just like, don't throw a punch, don't throw a punch, don't throw a punch, man advantage, fucking winner. See you, off you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I, I don't I don't think there's, there's much wrong with what Renny Matua said, but there was plenty wrong with what Mitchell did. Fucking idiot. <laughs> what a fucking brain snap.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't think he should be suspended for the first like the swinging arm because it was kind of around the body. I mean, he was like... It looked like it was bah. really malicious, but I mean, I don't know if he was trying to punch the ball. I mean, I'm almost inclined to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt, <laughs> oh, to say he was he's trying kidding. to actually punch the ball. You out.
0: of all people, but fuck me, Dad, but, that was his, that was. But it was it was around. The,
1: I mean, he was never going to get the he was never going to get Bure in the head though, because I mean, there was one guy on each side of him, and he came around behind that and swung like swung like around, you know, like his midsection. So I don't know if he was like, you know, I don't know. I, well, I don't know what he was thinking because clearly well, it was a brain explosion that whole fucking intent. sequence for him. Fucking hell. Yeah, Should so be um. Gone. He's going to get a grade three striking striking charge. Um, and if he takes an early plea, he'll cop a two-game ban. If he fights it, he'll get three. I mean, there's really, you know, there's no way that they can...
0: That, no that doubt he fight really, it yeah, and can, put forward a really shit case so he does lose and he doesn't have to fucking play three games for Parramatta.
1: They're going to use vision of Trent Merrin and Paul Gallen punching um, in Origin over the first two games, which resulted in them missing one game as part of their defense if they decide to fight the grading. Uh, Mitchell is a, re- is a good kid and he really wants to win. Matua said Unfortunately he took it To the 70th, 70th minute And even though the game Was out of reach He still wanted to lift the team But he lifted the team The wrong way I guess <laughs> Motherfuckers got fucking Brenny
0: you had me clean. You had me right up Until that last little paragraph
1: Dude, Dude's brain's fucking like he got clenbuterol In the brain <laughs> Too much fucking clen or or Whatever the fuck it was you on me Jesus
0: yes. <laughs> Enough said about that
1: Recaps. Okay, kicking off a Friday night football. Melbourne Storm, 32 defeated the Brisbane Broncos. Nothing. Crowd of not a bad crowd actually for Melbourne in winter. Down, down, just uh, just under 17,000 people Especially
0: with a, a big AFL game across the ditch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, what have we got here? Did I say across the ditch? Across the ditch, you did. Yeah. There's surely there's a ditch in there somewhere. It Must be. Probably a gutter where all the Collingwood fans are. Yes, Melbourne Storm tries Jesse Bromwich, Justin O'Neill, Ryan Hinchcliffe, Sissawaka, and a double to Maurice Blair. Uh, Cameron Smith, four from six, conversions. And Brisbane Broncos, sweet
0: FA. Fuck all. <laughs> Clearly, take one look at the scoreline, you see that Melbourne were never really troubled in this game. Um, they got on top very early. Bromwich strolled through after a couple of minutes, and it only got easier from there. But it's it's pretty obvious... You know, from their start, you could see they were pretty. They were all pretty relaxed out there, and and when Kronk, Smith, and Slater play relaxed footy, yep, pretty good to watch. Yep. Like Cronk's kick to is it uh, Justin O'Neill out there? Yep. I always get Justin O'Neill and Dane Nielsen mixed up. Yeah, well, Nielsen pretty, went to the Warriors. Yeah, there. they're the same person essentially.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe the twin brothers.
0: <laughs> but. Like Kronk's kick there, he had a mile of time, just yep. put it on a dime for him. Um, as we started to sort of say earlier, we touched on when we were talking about Griffin for the Broncos, they're suffering severely from a lack of creativity. Um, you know, we look, look at Prince's career history, you'd, you'd sort of back him to be able to create, um, you know, with some of the plays he's got around him, but he really does look past it, and it pains me to admit. He, he just he looks a step behind. And hasn't
1: played for you for a very very long time. I mean, you can let him go. I
0: look. I have to ask say, me about Matt even in his time at the Titans,
1: you know, <laughs> ask like, me how I feel about Matt Orford
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pretty sorry night for the Broncos and their fans. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty sad about the whole situation. What about Sisa Wanga getting man of the match? When was the last time a winger got man of the match? It's very strange and let me tell you, I mean I like think he had it he good... got a bunch of the he Well, he had he, a, he had, had a he,
1: he had a good game, but a man of the match game I, am you know, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I would have thought, you know, I would have given it personally maybe to Cameron Smith. Maybe. Yeah, I think
0: so. Maybe, I mean, if Cronk. only for the better interview Smith would have given.
1: Yeah, but this way
0: I mean hardly the most articulate fella. I was and, he wasn't,
1: it, and it wasn't he wasn't even he wasn't even the first or even second best winger on the weekend. <laughs> and he's managed to jack himself a fucking man of the match award, but I don't think I disagree. I don't think the Broncos were you know like the scoreline line probably doesn't represent it. I mean they came close, very you know, must have been what four five times you know. Cl- I mean close to close to tries,
0: disallowed tries, shit like that. I mean and they tried bomb, their guts bombed, out and bomb tries. But I, I don't know that Melbourne, you know, were at their absolute peak, and they did it pretty easy.
1: I think there's a bit of rest fault going around too from the Broncos fans. <laughs> Thirty-two nil, which makes me fucking, fucking cack myself. Um,
0: Look, the Broncos, as they always do, they try their guts out. Um, and, you know, they never gave up at all. But I just I just got the feeling that, you know, even if those, those tries had been allowed, Melbourne were fairly well, playing fairly well within themselves. Um, and, you know, it's no shame to say the Storm are a much better side than the Broncos at this stage of the game. So It's a terrible shame to say that. But, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Twitter. C A photo ten. Finch. Nori. Prince. Those three would have sperm older than the Broncos backline. Yep. JR
0: underscore Buff. And he'd probably take photos of it. Just <laughs> <quite like.
1: laughs> he said, I would back Ray Charles to hit a bullseye in darts before the Broncos to score points and hit the storm. <laughs> uh, D J explain. Fucking Miranta couldn't score in a brothel with a pocket full of greenbacks. Hash useless.
0: Some pretty impressive efforts to stop them, though.
1: And uh, this this i I'm, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to throw this tweet up as you know possibly the best one of the entire fucking week. Doogs. That is uh, D E W G E S. The saying "Rugby league is good when Souths are good" really should be "Rugby league is great when the Broncos are shit." <laughs> <laughs> ben done forty three. Geez, Broncos fans are almost as fatalistic as drag queens fans. And there was a bit of uh, mass uh, wrist slitting and stuff going on Twitter anyway, from what I saw.
0: Yeah, there was a little bit going on. Erebus chaos.
1: He's tweeted this to us and the Brisbane Broncos official account. The sooner Prince fucks off to England, the better. I love the Bronx, but fuck me, Prince is fucked. Jesus! <laughs> the only could have the only improvement that he could have put on that tweet was tweeting to Scott Prince's account as well. Uh, Garbs, nineteen eighty five. Lick the blood off the sword, Broncos. Storm just killed your season. Jeez. Yeah, this, oh, oh, it's fairly mate, dramatic, mate. There's a there's a there's, there's a fair Venn diagram crossover there between fucking listeners of this show and, and viewers of Game of Thrones. Let me tell you, <laughs> a lot, a lot. as people used, you know would say, like, you know, this week in you know this week in Game of Thrones, but yeah. uh hammers h four m m e r z said when the Broncos win the school the spoon this year will Prince be the first half to guide two different teams to last place? Hash know, Broncos, Broncos in spoon, decline. Son. Well, you know, it's, it's it's not it's not impossible. I mean, as as things currently lie. You'd go, well, you know, yeah, paramount are fucking are so bad that no one's going to surely fall below them, but... The dragons are pretty fucking bad, too, just quietly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, Amy Lee underscore said, the Storm are like the Lannisters. They're strong and powerful, but everyone hates them because they're evil, despicable creatures. Fair point. So, I think, does, does, what that does abs- that
0: make the Broncos? Starks?
1: No, that implies that there's some kind of honour and goodness in them. True. Really phrase <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's more like it. Yeah. <laughs> They're all ugly all, daughters. <laughs> well actually well yeah that, that makes sense as well, actually, with their, you know with, with their you know with no spoilers, but you know with their treachery and stuff as well. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, with our Super League war though, you know, kind of the catalyst of Broncos. So yeah, Broncos are phrase. Brilliant.
0: Um next game. What about me contributing to a phrase like, like a, re- a reference? reference thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: You say Manly, manly like the Starks, just constantly getting like, the, the most honourable good people in the entire fucking kingdom of rugby league, but constantly being fucked over by referees. <laughs> Except they're actually successful and victorious a lot, so this can't really be the Starks either. <laughs> uh, that's a hard analogy. Are you
0: finished? I'm
1: not even fucking started yet. Wait till we get to Monday night. <laughs> anyway, Friday night, a game near and dear to your heart. Yes. The Sharkies, 36 Defeated the West Tigers, 22. Crowd of just under 14,000 people. And the points. 36 for Cronulla came from tries to Wade Graham, Nathan Stableton, Luke Lewis. A couple to Fafita and a Jason Bakuya. Carney, uh, perfect. Six from six uh, conversions. West Tigers, 22, came from tries to hot sauce. Bodine Thompson. Simona with a double. Simona. Okay, man, how good's fucking Simona going? Benji, two from three on the conversions. And uh Betty White had to get in there. Throwing over as well. So my some so my list right here says. Tigers twenty two points. Yeah. Four tries.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, Benchy sack himself.
1: Fucking if only. I mean, <laughs> fuck can you imagine how, how many games well, then again you don't really lose games by two points, you tend to lose them by like two Probably. tries.
0: Um oh, look, slight hiccup for the team of Destiny.
1: Twenty four 0 at one point this game.
0: Yeah, considerable hiccup for the team of destiny.
1: <coughs> um, Did you ever think that, I mean, oh, look, I agree with you 100% they are the team of destiny, but, <laughs> you, but, 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 but I just want you to entertain as they're destined for the spoon. Yeah, they're, they're, their destiny is to be shit. I mean, you know, do you think that that, that that might be the case?
0: No, I, I just think, Nathan, that that sort of line of thinking only illustrates... Your really horrible lack of knowledge about the game of rugby league um, and and the intricacies involved. I just don't think you you can function at a level um, <laughs> that would enable you to understand, um, you know, the fabric of which the Tigers make up. That they, they, they're just they're, the Premiership is it's written. It is written. They could
1: honestly. The they could. They could throw fucking Benji into a fire with some dragon eggs and he can come out and fucking grow a couple of dragons and they can use the dragons to burn their opposition for the rest of the year and they still couldn't accumulate enough premiership points to get themselves into the finals.
0: (laughs) The the only man that is destined to be the father of dragons, Nathan, is is Robbie (laughs) Farah. That's the man that you can see doing that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the mother... He's going to a fire with, with a few kebabs wrapped in alfoil. So he's
1: the, he's the mother of schnitzels, but that didn't go
0: too well for him, <laughs> Going to a fire with, with a few kebabs wrapped in alfoil and out would come some dragons. He should have called it. With have the eyebrows. Re, he should
1: have renamed his restaurant. And said, like, was it? it was Tiger Tiger and then it became Like a Tiger. Yeah. Then he should have called it like Tiger in Decline. <laughs> that would have been a great restaurant. Oh fuck! You'd be yeah. You'd be their best customer. Oh fuck! I'd be like fucking uh, like Norman and 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 uh, and uh, Cliff in fucking in Cheers. I'd just be sitting there the whole time, and someone would walk in and it'd be like, "Regular, hey, Nami."
0: Don't get it. Shock me. Never watched Cheers, eh? Hey? Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Look. Fuck the Tigers are much better than what they exhibited in this game. Um, they started out okay, um, and then all of a sudden, a bit of a lucky try to Graham to open the scoring, and um has got on a bit of a roll, and, and and that was that, certainly as far as the first half went. How about for, um, how about for feeder? Look, Unbelievable. Playing, him playing like he is only really rubs further salt into the wound as far as the Tigers' current Predicament, but uh, um, and speaking of the Tigers situation, if ever there was a time to show up, yeah, and and blast out of the blocks, yeah, you know they had a a reasonable sort of record going, um, you know they had the loss to the Broncos, but other than that, they were starting to build a little bit, and people can laugh at that if they want, but um, you would think that against. You know, with with a bit of a history now for the last couple of seasons with the Sharks, um, with so many former players there, there's there's every there's a bunch of reasons for them to show up and blast yeah. out of blocks and play. Yeah. Gallum wasn't playing. All the opportunities were there. You wouldn't have fucking known. No. <laughs> um, Feeder
1: stepped into the breach and Graham.
0: To be fair, they did come out in the second half and and played like I know they can and um, you know, looked like they were coming to get the Sharks. As far as I was concerned, I thought um, they had all the momentum. The Sharks was, were really struggling. Um, Do you remember how the momentum the Tigers, stopped? The Tigers were aided and abetted by Stuart Mills, making a solid audition for the Paul Carriage All-Stars. Um, and then they got a penalty. Yep, that was and, the moment that I, made, I penciled in as well. <laughs> and they threw the ball to Benji. And I have to say, and it pains me to fucking admit it, I was sitting there on the couch with my, with Troy. I said... I don't think he's going to kick this out. But why? Because I get a fucking gut feeling whenever Benji's kicking for touches, <laughs> he's not going to find touch. I saw a stat, I, don't, it was, I think it might be, I can't remember his exact Twitter handle. Um, it's at Niles something. It's a guy by the name of Mitchell is a massive Tigers fan. And I don't know where he dug up the stat, but apparently nine times Benji's failed to find touch.
1: Nine times across his career or yeah. nine times in the this Oh,
0: year? I don't know what the time frame was, but yeah. if it's nine times in your career, it's pretty ordinary. Yeah, exactly. It, it wouldn't <clears throat> shock me if he said nine times over the last two seasons. Um, and that was... They'd built a lot of momentum. They were coming to get the Sharks. Um, You could tell the Sharks were starting to get a little bit worried. Mm -hmm. Um, The ground they were making, the tries I was scoring were far too easy. And that kick didn't cost us the game by any stretch of the imagination, but it certainly killed all of the momentum that they'd built. It did shift it massive. And then the Sharks come down and, and scored. And the Tigers, to their credit, fought back and scored straight after. But, you know, fuck me. Like, there's certain skills, we were talking about the rest before, there's certain things you shouldn't get wrong. Yeah. There's certain things, when, you, when you're when you there and you've got the ball, Yeah. and all you have to do is kick it over a fucking sideline. I mean, not, hard. not rocket surgery. And it wasn't like
1: he was really like trying to bite off that much either. Like, it wasn't... He just you mistimed know. it. Yeah. Like,
0: so many of his goal kicks, yeah. Nathan. Yeah. Quite frankly. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. And I'm glad you finally come on board with that. Well, credit to the Sharkies. Um... Fafita had an absolute blinder. Man of the match performance and well deserved. Um, you know our record against the Sharks in in recent years has been fairly dominant. Yep. Um, this season we've now lost two to them, um, and you know both times we played very ordinary. It's it's disappointing against a sign that we have really fucking dominated since at least two thousand and five, if not yep. further back. So. Um, disappointing. Just a blip on the radar. We'll be back stronger and, and bigger and better than ever but uh, and, and recontinue our charge up the ladder, which is so far um, gone one place and counting. And um, you know, <laughs> we continue our charge into the eight and uh, you can all bash your Tigers and new client shirts up your ass. Just quietly.
1: com forward slash shop to pre-order. You
0: sound like that guy at the end of the fucking political ads. <laughs> Um, Spoke by Angulus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for uh, this weekend league, uh, Tigers inclined. Authorised by Tigers inclined. Three-card magic trick. Benchy Marshall in top form tonight. If he keeps this up, he'll be in the ESL in no time.
0: He really was in top form because there was two passes over the sideline, mm-hmm. a kick that didn't find touch, a missed goal kick. 2013 vintage
1: Benchy Marshall performance. Uh, Drew underscore Nathan 5 said, shouldn't there be a celebration for Lawrence's last game of the season? Hash, in for one, out for ten. Jay Stibb who goes by the Twitter name of Poonslayer. Any team looking to increase their size only needs to recruit one of Nathan Stapleton's biceps. How should get the girls? Hashtag is <laughs> in decline. The underscore Q78. If I, And he tweeted this to the West Tigers. If I turn up to work and perform like this, I wouldn't be employed next week. So I always, I always respect the people that actually just come out and like just slam the, the actual target of their message. Um... Three card magic trick. You didn't trick. just sniffle. I did, did I did. That's probably oh, the first time I've ever sniffled yeah, a show. How dare you. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very sick and my voice is running out, as you can oh, probably hear. Poor you. Three card magic trick. Who is this Stuart Mills nufty? He's playing himself into a starting spot for the Nathan Merritt All-Stars. hash Barry Crocker.
0: Oh, f- fucking. And didn't he have a fucking game?
1: Yeah, and then uh, Queerly came back. The underscore Q78. Stuart Mills is Paul Carriage 2013 edition.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can hear the furry cobra in the background there. Meowing up a storm. I'm gonna go. Mitch can't punch. Fucking Mitch Allgood broke into my house, <laughs> mate. I will not let. You. I will not fucking stand there. There's no referees here, mate. You. I will not let you fucking unload your little bitch slaps at me. C A photo ten. Who's the guy at the Tigers who told feeder to look elsewhere? I thought those type of dunce decisions were reserved for Para. Can't argue with that either. <laughs> look.
0: Their their decision and and the official line certainly from Sheenzy at the time was that Fafita was let go, so they f- freed up room for for, for uh, Woods and Grote. And the decision to to tie Woods up uh, mid to long term is has been well and truly justified. As far as I'm concerned, that that kid's carried the side yep. um, at various points. Um, Quasi Grote, on the other hand. Since being he's up KTFO'd, um, hasn't quite been the same. And yeah. he's been battling back from various injuries since. So um, the jury's still out on him. But you, you can't really argue with the Woods decision. But, um, you know, if it was Woods and Fafita that they decided to to keep yeah. rather than Woods and Great, you, you'd Certainly, Fafita had continued the form that he's showing at the moment and was still playing for the Tigers. You couldn't really argue with that.
1: But in the toxic two to dressing room environment, Fafita really you know, felt like he couldn't thrive, <laughs> you know, I'd say. Um, I wonder if he was Team Robbie or Team Benji. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, the guy Chapo, the creator, said, Fafita mania just ran wild over the West Tigers.
0: Hashtag's in decline, Hash bye-bye Benji. That's one thing about this whole Benji thing, right? If yeah. he does leave the Tigers. Yeah. Um. How what's, what's the over-under on how long Tim Moulton will be at the Tigers for?
1: That's true. Those two are stuck together like Fluffy and Benny.
0: Well, not that Tim Moulton's going to follow him wherever he goes. It's that he's going to be arsed out of the club. Yeah,
1: Because, I mean, well, that whole dressing room's going to get shut down. So the amount of players that just disappear from first grade, you know, it'll be interesting to see the names.
0: It will be, you know, it's one thing, as far as the fallout goes, um, you know, if... It will show whether the whole two dressing room thing was a load of bullshit, or yeah. whether because you know at the end of the day, if, if guys have, have aligned themselves with um, with Benji, and then yeah, but he's Potter's not there a new anymore.
1: Potter's a new coach, uh, you know, so he might put a stop to that shit too. Coming to assert his authority, and maybe that's why they're playing so shit this year because like they're they're resenting the fact that they don't get their own dressing rooms anymore. And they talk about you know like little little
0: buddies. Can't argue with Robbie's form, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Certainly for the Tigers, he, yeah. he has, you know, and that's that's all you can ask. Yeah, but as a team, they're playing like a bucket of shit. No, but if, if you want to look at as, as far yeah. as how the two-direction rooms are yeah. performing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Luke Shark 74 said, For feeder and the hot sauce shuffle, how would it feel getting stepped by a prop? Hashtags wow. in decline.
0: A prop that's got some pretty impressive footwork. I don't think there's any shame uh, in that. Like, and Tedesco was one of the best players on the field. I, I as want as to as give the
1: final point. word to CA Photo 10 again. Oh, fuck. In a wonderful Shut piece up. of marketing timing, those hashtags in decline shirts will now sell like electric blankets in Iceland. <laughs> Next up, another smashing. Sydney Roosters, 36. Defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons, nil. Just under 12,000 people down there at Coggera. And the points went as follows. Uh, Roosters tries two. Maloney, Boyd and Michael Jennings, two dads, Aidan Guerra and Daniel Tupo. Maloney, perfect six from six goals. And the Dragons, nothing.
0: Sonny Bill only played a really small role in this win. As as, <laughs> Twinged yeah. a hamstring and was pulled off rather early. As someone, as someone who has him in the supercoach side, pardon the pun. Very fucking disappointing. Um, it says a lot about how bad the Dragons were, considering the Roosters' best player was barely yeah. Um Not much to say. The the Dragons were uncompetitive. The Roosters played within themselves and and ran away with it. Jennings in full flight. He's keeping a low profile. At the Roosters. Yep. It shows that he's, he's matured and he's, he's learned a bit of a lesson from the experience at Penrith. and um,
1: Or he's in an environment where, you know, it's, it's a good environment for him. Oh, Not fuck, there was, trying there was to never going to be
0: an environment where he was going to be better received and more lauded over than, than Penrith.
1: Yeah, but also he had, the, on the flip side of that, he had people, whole, you know, daily questioning whether he was going to get arsehole because, you know, his, his contract extension was too much money and he was sucking up too much cap at the side mm. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's not going to be hearing any of that down if there he was Roosters. playing
0: like that. If he was playing with the same consistency at Penrith yep. th- that he is at the Roosters at the moment, not one person would question his value. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of money for a winger though, isn't it? I mean, for a centre.
0: Fuck, he's worth every cent when he's
1: playing like this. I, I don't know if any centre in the world is worth that. Chris know. Lawrence, but... Tim Sponer. If you're paying, paying six hundred grand a season to, to, to Chris Lawrence, say, I mean that means he's getting like three hundred grand a game. If, <laughs> uh, he'd want to score ten tries a game for that kind of
0: money. Jesus, oh, he's more than Cable There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, it just it just makes you why he, he couldn't things couldn't work for him at Penrith, and maybe some maybe he's playing like he is because of the change. Um, but you know that he always had that ability in him, and. Yeah, disappointing. I, I would have liked to see him stay and play out his career at Penrith um given that he was a junior and come up through the ranks and was fairly um highly touted from, from a very early stage. So um the roosters kept rolling on. I think um you know, against some pretty ordinary opposition, Pierce played pretty well. Yep. Um and yeah, the poor old Dragons didn't really have an answer. They oh, were well, yeah, clearly. They couldn't even get on the board. Yeah. Useless. At a good side awesome. when they're on song the Roosters, like, yeah, yeah, no, are working I liked, they're working for them. They're good.
1: I like the way they play. Um, you know, I think that they're, they're definitely a very beatable side. But um, mm. you know, they, they look they they when they yeah, like you said, when they're on song, they look pretty good. They score some nice tries. At Mark Hill, this Saint George effort, in quotes, might even put a smile on Jamie Sauer's miserable little podgy face. London would even give them a game.
0: I saw someone post a meme saying, who are you going to blame now? And had Jamie Sauer, like a big close-up of Jamie Sauer's head smiling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr Bowles.
1: I say this as a lifelong Penrith fan. Dragons fans, how do you keep turning up? Hash woeful, hash nothing left to choke.
0: <laughs> uh, Devonhead. It's been a pretty dramatic fall for the Dragons, considering... Yeah. But you we know, went. 2009, this, yeah. 2010. You know, we're only talking three seasons yeah. now.
1: But we've spoken about this as well on the show that the fact that they went all out for a premiership, mm. got Bennett in for a certain amount of time. He got in some um, some switch hitter players. You know that. It was like Mr. Burns. He brought a bunch of ringers into the team to get victory built into their contracts clauses that they could leave the club. If Bennett left the club. I mean, it was it was. And then they let the perfect ruse. And then they let you know they let Josh Morris go. You know, and they, they let a number of other juniors go. And basically, you know, they they sold their future. They basically sacrificed their future for short-term success. And now they're feeling the pain of that.
0: To be fair, they had 37 years of pain to overwrite. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, it's going to be now. It's going to be another 37. The way you know, the yeah. way this season's turning out, and very interesting they did um, during the week they had the Red V forum, yeah, which I think is a really good initiative. I think every club should do it, um, but you know, to get the fans or the members in there and and have them, you know, really make people be accountable for, all the, for yeah. what decisions are being made at the club. Pretty ballsy move considering how bad they're going.
1: Devon Head. Fuck rugby league. Hashtag <laughs> sanity in decline. Hashtag is in decline. <laughs> We've got uh, Stifler's underscore mum underscore nine. So Stifler has nine mothers or another eight somewhere. I can't recall a more fucking disgraceful performance from Fiend. He still wasn't the worst halfback on the park though. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's a ridiculous thing to say when Mitchell Pearce was probably the man in the match. I didn't see who the man in the match was. You know, it was given out, but I think Pearce looked pretty good to me.
0: <laughs> how, how funny is it going to be when... My bet made on Anzac Day with a skin full of bourbon um, about a, a jersey bet as to whether the Tigers or the Dragons would finish higher on the ladder. The fucking neck and right neck. Right at of the moment. Minute. 14th and 15th. <laughs> neck and neck. <laughs> Not quite what I had in mind. But yeah, <laughs> Tigers on the charge, of course.
1: At, yeah, nah, maybe. He said, I can really see the improvement in the Dragons now they've got rid of Deadwood like <laughs> Uh And Dashing Dan won. The dragons drag themselves into a three-way battle with eels and tigers for the hash hyper bowl, which is something that Dan suggested last week after obviously last week's episode was called uh, hyper bowl.
0: I'd like to get the hyper bowl and smash it over Dan's head. So the idea
1: was, and he actually sent me an eBay link to like some you know some purveyor of medical supplies, <laughs> is you could get like a bedpan for like three bucks or something, <laughs> and you can get it engraved. with... <laughs> And he said, and he said it to, to call it the Hyper Bowl, and it's basically, you know, like the This Week in League version is like the wooden spoon. That's
0: awesome. I think that is possibly the smartest thing. I think, think it's
1: a good idea. I think with. we might actually run with it too. CA Photo 10. Roosters 36 nil. I guess the Dragons midweek player recruitment in Wollongong Mall didn't work. <laughs>
0: You can just imagine with one of those little kiosk <laughs> things, you know, people yeah. like handing out skin creams and stuff like Sir, sir, would you like to play for the dragons? And people just avoiding eye contact.
1: <laughs> Beer boy at one eight two. I found out the dragon score from a cafe in Amsterdam Sack that lip neck cunt price off to watch people get pounded worse. <laughs> what
0: about what about people going in the in the in the mall going Oh thank fuck you're selling herpes cream? I thought you were going to try and recruit me for the Dragons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Next up, Penrith Panthers, 40, defeat the Gold Coast Titans, 18. Um, a good crowd of 8,000 people, more than Panthers get to centre bet. I mean, this one was obviously <laughs> played up top. But And um, uh, what do we got here? The points. Panthers, their 40, came from tries too. Luke Walsh doubled. David Simmons, James Roberts with a hat trick, as good wingers do. Kevin Kingston got one as well. Luke Walsh was six from seven conversions. The Titans... There are points came from, what, Uh double to David Mead, a try to Albert Kelly, um, one conversion from two attempts from Aidan Caesar, and uh, Kelly Perfect with his one attempt. I well, had a penalty guy from Caesar.
0: Yeah, this this game game's all locked up at half-time, I think, um, from memory. Um, yes. And then, <laughs> fuck me dead, wasn't there any influx one, of yeah. points? Um, <laughs> the Titans have, you know, struggled to find a way to win at the moment. They've they've dropped their bundle into a way, got... Uh, Pumped last week, this, you know, Penrith ran away with them in the end. it was like 46 last week, Mm. 40 this week. Um, The season's starting to tell on their young halves, not not so much in attack, where they're pretty happy to launch the ball around um, and put some fancy footwork on, but they're starting to be more heavily targeted in defence, specifically Kelly. And um, I think as the season wears on, you know that's going to tell even further on the Titans. I don't know um, that we're going to see too many more positive results from them, um, given some of their performances uh, leading up to the Origin period and and prior to being thumped by Newcastle there last week. Um, we're pretty impressive, and you know I just think that they've probably peaked, and I think at the moment they're they're on the on the slide, yep. um, making way for the Tigers. You know, like a few other clubs. So there's no shame in that for the Titans.
1: I do agree with you. I think they're on. You know, well, you know, the next the next two weeks will be critical. If they were to drop their next two games, you know, with some reasonable points thrown against them, uh, then yeah, you know, the, you have to say that they, the, you know, be top contenders to you know, slide out the back of the finals, and you know, maybe not even make it in the first place. Sure. But yeah, I mean, this, this ridiculousness about the Tigers, I mean, fucking come on, son.
0: Um, you mentioned it was, it was a very competitive game in the first half, um, and Penrith came out and played, you know. Twenty minutes of perfect footy, pretty much. And the the game went from competitive to, to Penrith being over. very, very dominant in the blink of an eye. And some of the tries they scored in that period, they were just carving them up. Yeah. Um and some some really nice skill. Um they stripped the numbers on a couple of occasions. Um Seguiaro burst through and put on a kick for Simmons and um really you know, really entertaining, I thought that, that phase of play for Penrith. And um it's really good to see the NRL taking games to developing areas. Yep. Um, you know, this game played it in in Darwin. Um, They'll say, you know, we'll speak about the the other games in, in Mackay and Perth. But um, I think that's a really good initiative. They're probably sacrificing a few bucks um, in in some ways, as far as taking yes. it to remote locations and playing in in stadiums that. Yeah, but you yeah. wonder if the place is topping it up as well. You know, sort of to get him there in the first place. As far we, as tourism, etc. you yeah, yeah. or, or who knows? There's probably all sorts of deals going on there to make it profitable for everyone. Um, does any player blow up at referees more than Mark Minicello? And why? That I mean, of all people, he's possibly one of the most ill-disciplined players in the comp. Every time he gives away a penalty, he's like, oh, "What? What? What did I do? Yeah, fuck off, mate."
1: And you look <laughs> at and and, and and you look at his bro. He's yeah. like a fucking legend and like Gentleman. a respected guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one has a bad thing to say about him. And then he's got this fucking guy.
0: Yeah, he, he's a bit like, you'd imagine, Darren Lockyer's brother. <laughs> it's just like, oh, fuck's sake. Now he's got a fucking road named after him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Might go and drown me sorrows and buy a bottle of rum. Oh, fucking hell. Darren Lockie, your edition Bundy rum. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah, you would imagine Mark Minicello. <laughs> Same sort of burdens. You know, yeah. if, he, if he wasn't uh, brothers with him, he probably wouldn't have Anthony on his Christmas card list. Yeah. All right. Oh, I just want to mention yep. James Roberts. Yes. Had some issues at the Bunnies. Um, showed a lot of promise there, carved up in the 20s. Um, showed a lot of promise, as I said, and, and had some good performances in first grade. Had a few issues there at the Bunnies, and and um, which caused him to leave the club. He's been given a chance by Penrith. Um, he's another one of these players bit like Jennings is benefiting from a fresh start and a um, few more consistent games. Fucking
1: good finisher. Quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, good, good finisher. I mean, he's trying fucking great, some yeah. of them. Um, okay, Mr. Bowles. I was starting to think Isaac John could just replace Adrian Pertel in my heart. Hash, it is love. Hash, man love. Oh, this is until he's fucking giving wristies to Jamie Soud next year. Mm-hmm. CA Photo 10. Did the Titans year just get real? Hash real talk spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> uh, Shunter eighty six. Luke Walsh is the form halfback of the NRL. The man with the golden boots. Hash real talk. Hash Panthers twenty thirteen premiers.
0: And I slammed him for that, and yep. then he like compared himself to me, yeah. so I only proceeded to slam him further.
1: Mickey T nineteen eighty five.
0: James Roberts
1: with a hat trick, like good players do. Then he's gone. Hat. He's got speed kills. Hash tigers in decline. And then we've got CA Photo 10. Crowd of 8,050 in Darwin. Titans officials dispute those numbers saying it looked more like 13 million people <laughs> <were> today <there. laughs> Which is fucking brilliant. Like that, that's actually, that, and that's another one of those ones that's you know, one of the, the best tweets, I think, of the, of the day. Loved it. Okay, next. And this is a game where, uh, as far as like, listeners of the show are concerned, didn't show a lot of fucking interest in it, I'm going to be honest. We've got uh, the Canberra Raiders. 26, to feed the North Queensland Cowboys, 18. Uh, down there at Canberra Stadium, crowd just over 10,000. This one, all Canberra early, obviously, and their points went as follows. Uh, Josh McCrone, Josh Papali, uh, Sammy Salima, Anthony Milford tries. We had Croker getting four from four uh, conversions and a penalty goal. And the Cowboys, 18, came through tries to Thurston, Louie Winterstein, and 100%, three from three for JT.
0: Another win at the Frosty Fortress for the Raiders. Um They're trying to give themselves every chance of making the eight, despite their wayful away form, but they probably (laughs) need to start jagging a couple of wins on the road. Um, I think it was impressive that the Raiders um, weathered the storm of of the Cowboys when they came back at them and then managed to close out the match late uh, with a fairly soft runaway try. But um, they maintained their composure and and took advantage of their opportunity. which is really something that we should be seeing from the Cowboys, not so much the Raiders. but yeah. um, pretty good, pretty good um, performance from the Raiders. I thought they, they blasted out of the blocks. Um, Cowboys tried to off the back of JT, tried to mount a bit of a comeback, but ultimately couldn't get the job done. Pretty average game from
1: JT too. Hopefully, a uh, things, you know, sign of things to come.
0: Yeah, at least over the next I'm fortnight. I'm that we're going at the end of JT's career, we're going to look back and and rue these seasons he spent battling away, aided by nufties. yeah, um, and wife beaters, know, exactly, and you know he he hasn't won a premiership yet. I mean, yeah, this, exactly. this is there one on the horizon like this year? Well, he's got his, one, he's, to he's got, got
1: his one off the bench for you know for, for doggies yeah. where he gave it to Steve Price. I
0: mean, he's since gone on and and become you know, the halfback of his of his generation at this stage as he came. Yep. Um dominant performances for Queensland and Australia time after time after time and and just you know, he's committed long term, um and, and will probably play out his career with the Cowboys, but um is he is he gonna be one of those you know, is his legacy gonna be tainted by the fact that he, fuck despite his efforts Couldn't drag him over his guys along with him. Um, you just imagine him, you know, in sides. Y- imagine if he was the halfback of the Roosters, not Mitchell Pierce.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what, I mean, they'd be... Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Unstoppable.
0: Fuck. Also, a also million dollars over the cap, but <laughs> Well, probably. But, but I mean, Mitchell Pierce is not, not on chump change. No, at no. The end of the day. I like, mean, the
1: Roosters have obviously got some dodgy, dodgy mathematics in there as well. I mean, let's look at them.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a few uh, baubles missing off their abacus. Let's let's say that. Um, yeah, look, it all comes down to winning games on the road for the Raiders. They can win every other game at home and yep. and have a, a reasonably successful season. But if they hope to make the eight, they're gonna have to somehow find a way to win on the road. That's right. Exactly. And that's you know that's that's been their problem for you know and a the long Cowboys time. just continue to be underwhelming. <laughs> Not a good year this year. Well
1: actually, um new listener to the show, Annie, she actually said, um, could we talk about this week? How how does how does one fix the cowboys? Well, they've got all the tools to be good. I just Well they've got they've got like, you know, the best fucking, you know, Dremel that you can get <laughs> in the side. <laughs> in JT, but the rest of it's pretty shit. I mean they've got well- oh, sorry, you know, I lie, I mean, like obviously Tamau and um yeah you know, they their, their props are fantastic.
0: Well, I think Rob Lewis is a piece of shit. Yeah. Right, but he's probably the best he's probably the best player that's played alongside Thurston in the halves since he's been there. Yeah, you're probably
1: right, I'm trying to cast my mind back. I'll tell you, you're probably right.
0: Okay. So they've got the best halves combination they've had in their history. Um they've got representatives through their forward pack Yep Probably got the best prop Running around at the moment yep. In Matt Scott Yep At least You know One of the best Two props in the game Best multitasking at prop worst He'd be second Yep <laughs> um, Dallas Johnson was supposed to Add a dimension That he hasn't really added Yep I think you know He's had one too many head knocks Yep He's on a bit of a slide I think they've caught him At the wrong part of his career Maybe a year late Yep um, So you can see that they've, they've tried to put the pieces together. Um, Brent Tate's running on, on pass form. He's still managed to make origin sides. But, um, he's still running on anger. He is, but certainly as far as dominant try-scoring centre, he's a long way past those days. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he, gets yeah. passed, he gets a pass on competitive wheel and aggression and all the rest of it, which is fine. Yep. Um, they've got good finishes on the wings. Um, Tamil's a representative prop. Mm-hmm. They probably, as far as the hooking position goes, I think that's seriously lacking for them. They're not that's able to get any real dominance around the ruck for yep. Thurston to play off the back of. Yep. Um, and you know, if I had to pinpoint one thing, that'd have to be it for the Cowboys. Yep. I think. Um, but that, know, that, but that, that doesn't that
1: that alone doesn't equal the the absolute disastrous season that they're having. No,
0: and Cost Jason's probably doing a, a fairly admirable job when he gets on the field. Yeah,
1: but he's you know, he's not starting either. No, so.
0: They probably need an eighty-minute hooker, as far as I'm concerned.
1: If you, if I you need a proper a proper hooker, even if it's not a guy that's like you know, you know, representative, um, yeah. you know, like Cameron Smith. They need like a a Matt Ballon kind of player. Travis you Woodell know, would have been all right. Yeah, he'd be all right. I mean, he's probably probably still not quite up to the league that they would they would need, but um, but yeah, and it's just not it's not just the hooking position. That that's the hardest thing about the Cowboys. I mean, they've got a coach who's you know purported to be a good coach. And like you said, you go through the, the you know various positions on the field. I mean, they need a decent fullback for starters, but that's not going to be you know a fullback. I mean, well then you look at it and you go, okay, fullback and a hooker. We've just identified that they need, and um, you know because a Bowen's not going to be there forever, and B he's not there you know through injury anyway. So yeah, you yeah, look at it that way. That's like you know two thirds of the spine, and the other and, and is uh,
0: Fifi lower injured? Ah. Uh, don't know. He had a sure great not, season last year.
1: Yeah, but he's been only popping up when you know mm. through like origin and injuries and stuff like that. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a matter of him being injured. I think it's a matter of him not being there. So it's, it's a it's an interesting question. It's a tough one. Freak oh nine. I I've got a good feeling about this Raiders team. They, this could be the year they lose week two of the finals instead of week one. Troy underscore seventy nine, who he was probably trolling with that good win, considering we're missing Fergo,
0: Lee, Earl, Whiten, TLL, and White. And they do, yeah. There's a few some decent call, names yeah. decent yeah, yeah, Decent sure. uh, names to be missing.
1: Yep. Okay, next. Newcastle Knights 18 defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 12. Up there in Mackay, as you said before, just under 10,000 people in attendance. And the points went as follows. Newcastle Knights 18 tries to Houston, McManus, Baderis, uh And terrible, terrible on the conversions um, with uh, Tyrone Roberts there. Uh barely helping them out at all i mean they should have certainly won by a lot more doggies they're 12 points well, yeah, and the same thing for them i suppose reynolds inu josh morris tries trent hodkinson reportedly reputedly a very good goal kicker and has been on he did have a bit of a streak going at one stage um yeah, a couple of weeks ago oh from
0: three yeah terrible classy win from the knights i thought um a good effort to beat the dogs, uh, who had the majority of the of the crowd support in, there in Mackay on account of Barber being the hometown kid. Um, just on Barber, you can't really say he didn't try and get the dogs a win. He was in everything. Yep. Um, good and bad. A couple of little errors there, but um, certainly um, went very close to scoring himself a couple of times, and also um, set up a, a couple of tries that weren't to be. Um, I, I thought. This was a good advertisement for the game to take up to Mackay. I think the Knights played pretty good footy and um, the dogs were very competitive, but uh, the class of Mullen in the end, his kicking yep. game, and is what probably spelt the difference. Um, it was pretty impressive. Willie Mason's hit on um, James Graham. Showed he hasn't really lost his passion for yeah. killing, killing poms. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just goes to show in, in you know this season with the band on the shoulder charge, um, there were some really big hits this weekend. Yeah, and um, you know legitimate um, legal tackles that fucking bell ringers. I loved it. Yep, yep. It shows that players they're, they're are figuring, adjusting.
1: They're, there, they're figuring it out. They're yep. getting it figured out for sure. Um, okay. Drew underscore Nathan 5 said, uh, I want someone to recreate the mad dog on V stomping, but with Captain Murder being the one getting stomped on. <laughs> Tall Hayden. Refs don't penalise Joey Laylua for a high shot. Not his go. Not in his game. Good bloke. <laughs> and Chapo, the creator. A Bulldogs fan saying this, mind you. The Bulldogs just aren't good enough this season. Has real talk. Wow. Honest. Honest Way to from, put on
0: your team, you cat.
1: Honesty from a Bulldog supporter. And uh,
0: no, you know, GT well and, uh,
1: and 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 GT Johns had had no comment. Usually he's uh, quite gracious, but uh, no comment. Now, next, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, thirty. Defeated, the poor old Warriors thirteen over there in Perth. A crowd of over twenty thousand, fantastic crowd. And the points, the Rabbitohs, their thirty came from tries to Everingham, Sutton, double the Bryson Goodwin and uh, Chris McQueen. Reynolds, perfect again, five from five on the uh, conversions. Warriors, they're 13. Trice, the mannering, and Conrad Hurrell. Uh, Johnson was uh, one from one on the... uh, Sorry, two from two on the conversions, and he got a field goal for the 13.
0: You mentioned the crowd um, there in Perth. I mean, if ever there was an audition for a a new franchise, Mm -hmm. the intensity was there, they... They were, they were a good crowd. They were an educated crowd. Yeah, and I will um, acknowledge... I will,
1: I will acknowledge that, like, yeah, like a once-off, like maybe once-a-year game. I mean, yeah, it's it's easy to draw a crowd of that. However, I mean, you know, the Central Coast, those motherfuckers don't really turn out in force. Mm. And that's a lot of their crowd is, you know, supporters of the Sydney-based side in the contest going sure. up the highway to, to to watch the game too. And they've repeatedly, you know, not grasped the opportunities, you know, for, for football in their backyard. Um, mm-hmm. So when you're looking at dialing out franchises... I think Perth is I don't know it, that it's um it's no brainer that Perth's the next one, I think.
0: Well that that's where I my, demand one. demand it of, must be at least one of my choices would be going if they if they expand it for two teams. Then we'll then maybe another Brisbane one.
1: Maybe. But yeah.
0: I, I just I don't know that the Central Coast are a lock by any stretch. I
1: don't think they um, even should be in the top five destinations for a new team. <laughs> I don't think they ever deserve a new team. I'm gonna be honest right there. <laughs> that's hurtful.
0: It um, shows where these sides are at. I think this game was a, a perfect illustration that the Warriors were they were great in the first half and and couldn't maintain their intensity to close the game out. Um, whereas Souths were, um, you know, took their lumps when the Warriors were, you know, playing their best footy certainly within the in the first half. Um, and that when the time came, they raised their level of play to a point where the Warriors just couldn't go with them, and um, and and spelled out a pretty classy win. Um, yeah, scoreline was a little bit harsh, I think, for the old Warriors yeah, I for mean, sure. in the
1: end. But um, you know, half time was the worst in thing in the couple minutes. You know, half time was the worst thing that happened to the Warriors because I mean, you know, they're leading 13-6, but you know, they were pressing, you know, right up to the buzzer. Yeah,
0: all the momentum. Yeah. Um I think the Warriors showed the way to play South. Um, but the the toughest part is um doing it for eighty minutes is going to be really difficult. You've got to be physical. Um, and extremely physical and you've got to have quick passing and angled runners to tighten their line up and then once that line tightens up you've got to get the ball wide and you've got to have players out wide that are good enough as well and, and yeah, it requires lot, it more seems. physicality because yeah. even when the ball goes out wide their outside backs certainly um, even with Sutton in the defensive line um, and Inglis cleaning up they don't yeah. get any smaller
1: exactly
0: yeah. <laughs> So um, it's, and that showed with Harrell's run uh, where McQueen and, and Inglis had their head clash, um, you know, there's a lot of t- teams that the Warriors would play against and play that exact same play. He'd burst through and no one'd get near him. Yep. Um, he had to fucking skittle people like ten pins to get him in <laughs> near the line. So yeah. um, it's it's a credit to McGuire's coaching, I think. You know, you wouldn't have say, said said South in previous years have been the most physical side. No. Um, they've, they've had the size there but um, I mean and they've, they've gradually loaded themselves up with burgeye over the years
1: to add like, sure. physical size in the middle of the park
0: oh sure but yeah I, I think Maguire you know it's really only you know recently this season where he's starting to get the full amount of the credit that he deserves um, for, for South being such a great side um, they're good to watch and um, they're on a, on a bit of a charge and I think if the answer is beating them physically, um, is, there's only a few teams that could probably match them in that area. I think probably Melbourne, um, Manly, and at their very, very best, the Dogs. But the Dogs are a long way off that at the moment. So yep. um, South has certainly got the inside running at the moment. Um, you know the expectation of the finals um, and their fan base, as I mentioned last week, could spell their undoing. Um, but you know, there's only a couple of sides that that have the capability to match him physically. Um, you know, it's uh, as far as Melbourne and Manly go, I'd back them to to beat us. Um, you know, in a battle, in a, in a real arm wrestle. Yeah. Um, obviously, you'd expect teams like, well, you know, not teams like. There's only one team that would blow him off the park with attack, and that's the West Tigers. Um, Never had their chance. <laughs> You finished or you want to talk about West Tigers some more No, no, no. I'm done, mate. I'm done. It's not about the Tigers. I was, I was giving us a wrap. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: Blue underscore Beaver said, I dreamt about the Inglis and McQueen head clash, except they exploded in a red mist and merit was collateral damage. Oh. <laughs> Close, though. <laughs> Shane, Aaron, Elvis. He's increasingly becoming gronkier and gronkier with this South thing I mean considering he's only been going for him for four minutes it's it's quite annoying I wouldn't have begrudged a Warriors win they were good but South found a hunger in the second half and proved too strong blah blah blah
0: (laughs) (laughs) he tries to sound intelligent but we know better
1: because I was going to say Monday night foot We should do a manly night football. I mean, this season. I mean, I think. I think by the time it's all said and done, we're going to have like you know seven games, maybe more. I think we got more in that last in that batch of the last uh, six games they released as well.
0: No, I don't think you did get any more, oh, did
1: we? Oh, thank fuck for that. Well, okay. Well, don't say thank fuck for that because I'm kind of two minds a bit. you know, Like you know, it, it is it is good to you know have the guaranteed live televised game. You know, Monday night, blah blah blah. But you know. It's a bit annoying. I think it
0: probably affects the locals more than it would There's yourself being up here. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Um, Manly, 50. Defeat the Parramatta Eels, 10. At Fortress Brookvale, about 11,000 in attendance. And uh, this one, the tries, let's list them off. Wolfman, got a try. Jamie Lyon, Brett Stewart. Jorge Tafur with a hat trick. Tommy Simons, Jamie Bura and Kieran and tries. Jamie Lyon, seven goals from nine attempts feed the Eels, 10. Penny Terapo, Braden William, got tries, and uh, Chris out one from two. Fucking luminaries.
0: Um, a great way for Manly to blow out the cobwebs of attack, I thought. Um, they still out-muscled their opponents when they had to, but this was more about um, slinging the ball and fucking yeah. carving holes. <laughs> getting those, yeah, getting the... Uh, fairly soft defence. Um, getting the
1: attack going again.
0: We've sort of spoken about all goods brain snap. Um, I think it showed that Matti's chin... It was more than a match for all goods right um he he had all the uh all the inclination and, and it was certainly a good opportunity to uh put Matt's lights out and he he put it right on the button couldn't say he didn't hit it I don't it, uh, did, yeah did, I, I mean I don't want to
1: say I don't want to say Jake Lamotta who's probably you know the best chin Probably in history, because I mean, like he hit with bombs and, and just and smile, but you know, like certainly like a nineteen nineties, you know, Ray Mercer, you know, back before he before he declined, and he would just take some fucking shots off, like you know, even Tyson, you know, like someone like that. I mean, just
0: Homer granite, Simpson,
1: granite, Homer Simpson, exactly, granite, just granite, granite chin, um, very <laughs> impressive, and but more impressive as we said before, the fact that he did not respond. And earned his side of man advantage for the last, you know, sort of seven minutes of the game.
0: Most of that was probably out of fear, but good on him. He did the right thing You
1: know, people don't walk forward in fear. They usually run. I mean, we've seen Ben Cray, obviously, he's famous for it.
0: (laughs) We've seen McEnnis did it as well. (laughs) You know, I mean, we've seen what happens with guys who have fear and what what it it does to them. I think this game showed the Eels have officially quit on their coach Um, again. (laughs) Uh, You know, you look at what they've got ahead of them, the Eels. They're they a horrible team at the moment, mm-hmm. and, and who have they got coming next year? They've got Corey Norman, um, maybe Hopper Junior. Maybe, maybe Hopper. You see if how he, he goes from the Normans If Mormons. he's finished riding his bike and knocking on doors, yep. Um, are they going to change the culture in the way that the Parramatta need? You know, it's everyone's making a big deal about the players they're letting go, um, and obviously they want to put a broom through the place. And um, and and Stewart's vision is to improve the culture, but. Everyone else it's, wants to go with him. I don't know if anyone wants to stay. Exactly. So if they don't want to stay, how are you going to get them to put their best foot forward on the on the field? I, it's a fucking horrible situation. Opie Junior. Would be I've, doing
1: massive. He'll just, he'll just be doing doing on his bicycle in the change room. There'll be no one there to run into. <laughs> <laughs> he'll
0: be knocking on the door in the change room. there be no one in there.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to give special mention to to Glenn Stewart. I mean, like, he's a like, Captain Captain Jack Sparrow Stuart, oh, you got the pirate eye patch thing going on after coughing a, a nasty uh, accidental uh, poke in the eye from um, oh, from DC. Some say
0: accidental.
1: Uh, it, was, it was very accidental and unfortunate. But prior to that, it was Glenn Stewart of old. It was he was at his absolute best. I mean, he didn't, as far as his, his runs and everything. When he did run, elect to run the ball himself, he was direct and didn't crab sideways. But the passes he was throwing on, I mean, he looked great. I mean, he's made a a big step towards coming back to to his best, and he was twenty times better than he was the week before, and you know the the, the weeks preceding that. Um, Hoi, I mean that dude unstoppable. I don't know the stats in front of me, but he it was like it was something like fucking like fifteen tackle busts and forty eight line breaks. I mean, just unfucking <laughs> 48 believable. Line and breaks. and the way and just the confidence that he's starting to display as well, where he's got like you know a couple of players in front of him. And there's maybe you know fifty centimeters between the last defender and the touchline. He'll fucking try and beat him on the outside down the touchline. And if he does get caught and he's going over touchline, he's always he still has the presence to always get it in field to Mattai or someone. You know, and it's usually a pass that finds its mark as well. I mean, he's become so so good so quickly. Um, and now he's he's like safe under high balls and stuff as well. I mean, that was a thing back you know last early last year when you know he wasn't as, as safe under those sorts of things. Yeah. Fuck, he's come a long way. I mean, you should expect
0: from a young player. He's going to have his moments under the high ball, etc., until he builds his confidence. Yep. Um, you know, first grade's a different beast to, to to where these guys come from. As far as you know, be it via Reggie's, or yep. all the twenties. Yep. Um. So you expect them to have their teething, you know, teething problems, but it's how they um, these young guys deal with that and yep. cope which makes him first graders and yep. he's clearly won yep Kieran
1: Foran again unstoppable
0: uh, Cherry Evans kicks were fine in the ground I mean like it's,
1: it's like you know, he's basically just you know flicked the good switch again and he's you know, realised what he's doing Wolfman I, his stats were ridiculous I think he had 260 like something metres um, 20 runs um, uh, a couple of tackle busts made a great line break where he, he ran all the way around to the left side of the field and he ended up passing it to Tafua to put Tafua away at one point just um amazing and like, and th- what happened at the end of the game it's it speaks volumes to the the mindset of uh of the manly club, um, which is really encouraging as a fan of the club, where you had a couple of situations that you had the mattai situation where he you know f- miraculously for the first time in his career he was level headed enough not to take the bait and uh, put him side in a position where they were a man up, two. The way Mattai then responded by, you know, just playing like a demon and just yeah, you know, and digging in uh, for the last ten minutes of the game without losing his cool. And three, Brett Stewart's over the line. He's about two meters in from the touchline, and he flicks the pass over, just dishes it off to, uh, dishes it off to Kieran, uh, to Kieran Foran for a try to get him off a nudie run. I mean, that kind of unselfish behaviour, and, and you know, it really speaks to the team spirit. So yeah, great performance. Um, a team, you know, obviously Parramatta aren't the best opposition, but at the end of the day, you know, you have got to play the team in front of you. And you know, uh, I think maybe what they've only suffered a beating, you know, of this magnitude one other time this year, like that bad, like fifty point, you know, beating. Yeah, I think I mean, the Tigers I mean, beat him something like that. yeah, I mean, chucky has got him. I don't think Tigers got him. <laughs> Did you even beat him?
0: I yeah, can't remember.
1: You, Dominated. You understand why? Why I ask you? I mean, why I couldn't remember and why I'd have to ask you if you know, beat any side. Um. Yeah. Sensational. Okay. Let's move to Twitter. Rob Moore v one. Without a doubt, Jamie Lyon is the best center in the world. No hash tags or any irony. Nothing. He he meant that. He means that shit. And as we know, he's a, he's a very good judge as well. Um, you know, given his his coaching and and playing credentials. C J Dixon, Parramatta fan. I'd still prefer to lose to Manly than be a Manly fan. Hash go para. Hash mup is a dirty perv. Hash mup goes Euro. So he's slagging his mate off there rather than, you know, anything else. (laughs) Mr. Nielsen, 27. Nate got his wish. G. Stewart played at least one half against the New South Wales Cup side. (laughs) And he's got hash, go Manly, hash, disappointing scoreline, hash, Eels versus Tigers spoon. Fuck off, mate. (laughs) Cruzy 0-6. Manly puts 50 on the Eels. It's all good. (laughs) Hash, Mitch ain't all good. Queenslander, 22. So what does a player have to do to be sent off in a game of rugby league? All good as a coward. And he sent that to us, the NRL, and the Paro Eels. Jesus. And actually, that's probably... That's something that people are um, arked up about. They're like, that should have been an instant send-off. Uh, you know, rather... I think... They proved that the precedent they set in the second Origin game was, that if you know you threw punches, you're off. Merrin started it with cheap shots. And, I mean, admittedly, they weren't like as blatant and, like, you know open as you know like a, a massive shot where you to grab the you know, and, just, and just go fucking unleash boom on the sure. dude but you know I think that this one you know the send off versus Vince thing wasn't really that relevant I think it was like 70 something minutes into the game there's probably you know there's certainly less than 10 minutes to go so same diff anyway you know he was off for the rest of the game yeah exactly Chapo the creator Steve matai proves he's a bigger cat than Ben Cray hash real talk that's just fucking, agree with that. that's just fucking ridiculous and, uh, and and what you previously said on this game report <laughs> actually contradicts that. Ben Dunn, 43. All good is the ninth immortal, in my eyes anyway. If he punches Hodges like that, I'll build a statue myself. <laughs> Blue underscore beaver. Watching Manly win by 40 never gets old, even if the opposition are playing like a mashed-up bag of assholes. <laughs> Shane Aaron Elvis. The short version of Ricky Stewart's coaching technique. Hodor 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 Hash ref's fault (laughs) Boxcar Jason Matai tried to go up to Allgood to say that Violence isn't the answer And copped a punch for it What a horrendous act Uh, Jeremy underscore Jack Zero one The manly seagulls Back to their best tonight Don't worry Parrot. It's all good It's hash all good (laughs) Then he's gone Hash Matai is the strongest Toughest Sexiest man in league All in one hashtag Let's get that trending at on a blood buzz, Steve Matai to be added to Mount Rushmore, hash chin like granite. And finally, and this this one came in this afternoon, it made me a little bit sad, dashing Dan one. I think the NRL should just change the name of Eels to buy for the rest of 2013. They're <laughs> coming from an Eels supporter. <laughs> That's you know, sad. It's actually, it's quite sad. And then he said, after I said that, I said that actually made me feel bad, like it made me feel sad. And he, and he said, I'm done for this year. <laughs> so he's done, he's lost all hope. Well, to be fair, he is an Eels supporter. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, when was, since when was the starter season any better? Look. It's never been brosy for him this year.
0: Some people. Since they got
1: rid of super coach, Brad Arthur.
0: Some people just can't stick strong, Nathan. They yep. can't see the potential for premiership destiny in their sides. And I feel bad for them.
1: Yeah, and that's true. And you're actually, like, you know, through, through Tigers in decline, you, you remain staunch. Vocal A vocal supporter You're putting yourself out there Making a liar of yourself Fucking week in week out For that
0: club We'll see who's a liar We'll see who's a liar Nathan (laughs) Fucking oath we will (laughs)
1: For round 18 of the 2013 Telstra Premiership We've got a shortened week it's a, oh, This is the last of the major disruptive buy rounds, isn't it? Yeah um, It's only a couple of games uh, First up on Friday night Can you believe
0: we've only got really 7 weeks?
1: Yeah, I know, it's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? It's gone so far I mean, I've got it? 11 weeks, but you've got 7 weeks It's fucking crazy Crazy
0: I meant of the regular season, um, Nathan. Quite I frankly. thought you meant we, like you and I, and I was like, well,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, fourth place again, final. Regardless you know, of grand final win,
0: regardless of whether Manly make the eight or not, Nathan, we're still <laughs> going to like record the show through the grand final. Manly are uh, no I'll, danger
1: of missing the eight, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I find it sad that you, you know, you'd be willing to quit on such a fabulous, you know, journey that we've had together, Nathan, over, you know, over three seasons now. And, you know, the Manly, you know, don't make the eight or get bundled out as you'd expect them to do. And the Tigers go on to achieve their premiership destiny as they are destined to do. Hence, it's their destiny because they are a team of destiny, Nathan, as I've said once or twice. Their destiny is it, to get a fucking bedpan engraved with West Tigers you on. You'd want to quit. You'd want to quit on this show because you're a cat. I just, I find that sad, you know. I way. would
1: never quit on this show. Manly have been in the finals since well before we started this show. And they've been in the finals every year, every year since we've been doing the show. I mean there's The Tigers started many, out quite well now. They made how the
0: finals many, the first two
1: years of this show and how then, many hosts of the show can say that? Well, even if you look at guest hosts, I mean well, you know, Sam and Kate, they're Bronco, the Broncos fans, so they missed the finals last year, they can't say it. Dougie, Sharks fans, say no more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Choppy, Titans got a spoon that year. You see our fourth season, isn't it? Yeah. We started out. 2010, 2011, Tigers made the finals. Yep. Last year didn't make the finals. Some would say, Nathan, yeah. that, you know, the over Tigers didn't decline. <laughs> decline. Not me. We should make a
1: fucking hashtag out of that that, that that would then become wildly successful and then make a shirt about it. <sighs> Look, should we? <laughs> I wouldn't support that. All right. Um, where are we? Broncos versus the Sharkies. Suncorp, you'll be there, no doubt. Yes. And Corey Oates. There's a lot of youngs. This is the next generation of Broncos maybe that people want to see. You know, I suspect.
0: People we've never heard of.
1: Lama Tassi, named in Jersey 17, looks like he'll make his first uh, appearance. Uh, Sliney, you know, the the, um, the, the 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 potential sex offender. Uh, he's, he's there in Jersey 19 on extended pitch. <laughs> this Bronco side, you know, unlike years gone by.
0: Louie, is that the cousin that... Why Jack Roberts' Twitter account?
1: I I see. that I think dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he's the one. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean Broncos. Uh, look at that, Josh Hoffman in the centres. Carhu Marant in the wings.
0: Desperate times for the Broncos. Um,
1: coming I'll up de- against the, uh, you know, admittedly coming up against the uh, certainly a more weakened by origin side than the Broncos side is.
0: I think they'll get bashed in the forwards. Even even with Fafita and, and Gallon out. Well,
1: you look at these guys like Tagatisi, he's known for bashing people into forwards. Bakuya, he's always great. Wade Graham, I mean, he's next level since he's gone to the Sharkies. Yeah. Hino, you know, declined with his former club, but, you know, he's he's I guess he's still breathing. Um, Gibbsy. 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 Pomeroy in 18. Wow. Begging to get back into the first grade side, but not quite making it. Um, Michael Gordon named in, the, in jersey number one. And Michael Gordon, he's the fucking Chris Lawrence of, of 2013. I with can his,
0: guarantee you, Nathan, if Michael lies. Gordon is once again yep. named but then doesn't take his place in the side, I can guarantee you one player that's not going to be named at fullback, and that's Stuart fucking Mills. Yeah, well, maybe Stuart Mills moves to fullback and Ben Pomeroy comes into centres. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe Pomeroy plays fullback. Mate, he's, 18,
1: he's the 18th man. Pomeroy is sitting there poised to make his triumphant return to first grade Sharkies fans. And won't that cost you the game. Suck it. Now, yeah, I mean the, the key the key thing here though for, for the um sharkies is Todd Carney in six. The uh the most creative player on the field. Mm. Um by a street. Has the ability to single handedly dismantle sides when he's on his game. He was pretty on um last week,
0: obviously. Carve the tigers up in the first Carve the tigers
1: <laughs> up. Uh and honestly, given you know his creativity, yes, it's diminished by Jeff Robson. But you know, is Jeff Robson worse than Peter Wallace and Scott Prince? He's, I think he's, you know, they're all in the same ballpark as far as being crap arms. So, you know, I think if these if these forwards of the of the Sharkies can uh, get over top of the Broncos, and let's face it, it's you know, apart from Alex Glenn and Ben Hannett, I mean, resistance is pretty light.
0: Sharks 13 plus.
1: 13 plus, you say? I don't know, I don't know if it would be that much of a flogging, but I mean, I expect the Sharks to win. And really, it's a game. It's one of those games that sharks need to win if they want to establish themselves, you know, as as the finals contender that they wish they were. Um, and the Broncos, you know, the equal motivation there. I mean, they need this winner, or they, you know, once again they're you know they're up for the hyper bowl. So you know, it's, it's do or die for both teams. Now we move to Saturday, five thirty, Parramatta Eels taking on the Penrith Panthers out there at Parramatta Stadium. Now this one, Willie Tonga. Makes Jesus. his triumphant return in the number four jersey for the Parramatta Eels. What do you say about that? I've got more bombshells to come. Oh,
0: Chris what? Sandow dropped. Luke Kelly, Ben Roberts. Ben Roberts. Still in the side. <laughs> ben Roberts. Wow. Um, you know, you've got a $600,000 halfback playing Reggie's. Yeah. And it's not, not the first time. For it's not the first time yeah. that it's happened at Parramatta. Yeah, exactly. Oh.
1: Sad state of affairs. Then you've got, you got guys like Daniel Harrison. He played uh, last night as well. But Daniel Harrison decided he's one of the guys that have been told to piss off next year. Darcy played 80 minutes on Monday night in the uh, 13 jersey.
0: Has he has he been told to piss off for next year? Last no.
1: no. I still want him around. And it looks like he's making he's carving out a career for himself as a lock. decent size lock. Yeah, but I mean, he, he did the 80 minutes... Um, you know, and, and to be fair, for the Eels, there's a lot. There's a lot of running back, <laughs> back behind their goalposts. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so obviously, he's got you, a fair few rests while uh, Jamie Long was kicking goals. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's true too. <laughs> no, nah, I think the Panthers are in too good a form. I think the
1: Eels are in too bad a form. Yeah,
0: I mean I, I just think I can't see anything but a Panthers win.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, Willie Tonga. He's fancy. What a shadow of his former self. He's like a cowboys a cowboys player that was in the you know getting in the Origin side. Gone down to Parramatta and just fucking evaporated. Yep. And uh, I don't expect much out of him, to be perfectly why honest. Why you
0: pull that blue and gold on, it sucks a life out of you.
1: Sure does. Okay. And I agree with you. I think Penrith, you know, 19 plus. Get on it. The Doggies taking on the Melbourne Storm down at Sydney Olympic Park. This one, obviously, like, kind of a, a marquee matchup. Um, you know, rematches grand final, except with all the Origin stars mm-hmm. uh, stripped out. The Ottoman in the number six Jersey partnering Trent Hodkinson in the halves. Big advantage for the doggies getting the Ottoman inside. Obviously it's a big advantage of them having the um having Ben Barber as fullback and not being, you know, stripped out for you know, presumably he would have been he he might have taken the Daily Cherry Evans like, you know, utility kind of bench roll for the origin side if he hadn't been such a fuck up this year.
0: hmm No doubt about it. Um can't see the Storm getting it done, to be quite honest. I think the Bulldogs forwards... Um, I'm looking at their forwards, and I mean, their forwards are pretty much full strength. Yeah, I think they'll win it in the forwards. Um, and then, you know, a bit of Romulo magic. Barber off the back of that. I think the Bulldogs might get it done.
1: Yeah, I just... I mean, Ryan Hinchcliffe, he goes okay as like a, a reserve kind of guy, or mm. you know. but a Solid and, player. And Hampton had a, Hampton had a decent debut as well, but... You know, are they Smith and Cronk? No. Fuck no, not even close. Yeah,
0: you know, Finch is he'd want I have the best game you've seen him play in five years, he's been shit
1: since he's been up there. Yeah, he's not he's been, been great shit house. To, there's No doubt about that. Um, yeah. So I mean, and and the Storm have got you know a, a massive interchange bench as well. So yeah, Junior Sow's been named there. Um, plus a bunch. You know, uh, Tim Glasby. That's a name that, I don't, think, that? I, I don't think. I don't even think I've heard that name before. So um, yeah. So okay, so we put it, put something on it. I think the doggies will win this. Fuck, I yeah. think they'll win it easily.
0: You reckon? Yeah, I'm thinking dogs one to twelve. I think it'll be a tight game, but I think they'll get there. I think the Fords is going to roll over
1: them, and um and it's the storm. The storm have some guys there, like guys like Bromwich and, and Norrie and Proctor and Tohu Harris are there all the time. So I think that they can um they will stand up to an extent, you know, just based on the the system and the fact, you know, that kind of thing. But they won't be able to stand up forever, and two it's going to get more demoralising for them as points come on because I don't think the Storm are going to have the same kind of point scoring ability or well, they're clearly not going to have the same sort of creativity um, with the spine completely removed and so I think points are going to come easier to the doggies and I think as the points come easier I think, you know, the Storm guys might start Trouble to lose. yeah heads a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Mm. Okay, and finally, Monday Night Football or Manly Night Football as it turns out to be in 2013 and Manly fly up to North Queensland Cowboys to collect their two points from 1300 Smile Stadium. So... Clint Greenshield 1,317 one smiles. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm just looking uh, here at the lineup. Uh, Winterstein in the centres with Linnett. Ash Graham. Uh, there we go. There's your 5 5 lower. He's on the, uh, in the 5 jersey.
0: Still a shit looking side, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Ray Thompson and Louis. I mean, the. the, the-
0: Malolo in the starting side. Reith Muller comes in at lock. Ethan Lowe. Ricky Forby. And now, Cullen Sons.
1: I'm not sure if I've got this 100% right because I'm only basing it on Twitter chat that I saw this afternoon. But Dallas Johnson's not in
0: the side, and I yeah. and I don't think he's injured. Dropped. Um, Tarek Sims. How does he not get a start if Ethan Lowe and Jason? Uh, sorry, Joel Ruth. My lawyer, getting a getting a run. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Another training run for the Eagles. you know you mentioned about teams uh, facing sides, you know, when they're under strength and, and, you know, teams can run over the top of them. The Eagles have had a, bit of a pretty easy run of it lately. Um, a good win last week and get another one here and then I think the wheels will fall off in the next week or two. Yeah, I'll be, you know,
1: this, this is not going to be as easy because Manly, obviously, uh, are missing uh, two great players, especially a key uh, player in uh, Daly Cherry Evans. And uh, uh, Sweet B on Twitter we were talking today and he's. And he uh, put it to me that is it the first time the first game that Cherry's missed he I think I think because we got away with the second Origin game because we had a bye that weekend, so I think it may be the first game he's missed. So the, the halfback for Manly this week, Petter Hiku. Yes, and uh, sweet bs blessed us with a Hiku haiku immediately after the team announcement. Hiku to halfback, that was quite unexpected, like a Tigers win.
0: I like to punch Sweet Nodgy B in the face. I love poetry, I love repeatedly.
1: art. I love art and I love poetry, and that was a fine example of both. I'll print that out and put it put in a frame for you to hang
0: it. Excellent. I'll smash it over your fucking head and then feed the pieces to Sweet Nodgy B.
1: <laughs> so it's very, very interesting. I mean, Manly haven't named an extended anything either. I mean, Glenn Stewart's name straight up. I mean, who knows if they're going to be able to reattach his, his eye to his, you know... Optic nerve. George Rose has been named with no backup there. I mean, so presumably his ankle is going to be okay. Richie Fayoso, Uncle Fuss returns after lengthy suspension for nothing for a crime he didn't commit. I can't even remember. What was he supposed to have done back in the day? Murder. Yeah, it's like, it's like he killed somebody, but I don't remember him doing anything bad. Um, and Liggy Sao has been named to make his debut. So we're getting to see some of these guys from the future, like Hassan So uh, coming up. Um, this is the real Soggy. Yep. The real soggy. Now I wonder, I wonder how much of this uh, number seven stuff that uh, Petahiku is going to be doing. Do you think they might sort of um, might be a bit foxing and they might sort of slot him out into the backs, and um, maybe in the place of Jamie Lyon, and Jamie Lyon might drift into five-eighths, and you know, or drift into like you know back position. When with Ke- with Evans. was coming
0: up, was he a half?
1: Don't think so. As far as I know, he was uh, in, in, through all his twenties uh, stuff. He's a fullback. Interesting. And, and that,
0: which is why you know he's covering Brett Stewart and he's also you know, been on the wing a little. Yeah. Um yeah, it, make, it would make sense then for, for Foreign, he's played a lot of half back, certainly even for New Zealand. So um the way they run, run the side
1: as well. I mean, it's just around. really that they just run a side of the field each. So I mean I could probably see Jamie Lyon just, you know, shifting in one, Peter Hicke shifting out one and just sw- you know, swapping positions, you know, where Cherry Evans and, and Jamie Lyon would normally be. Let's face it; they won a premiership with him, at, you know, in the halves. So he's a sensational player. Can play anywhere on the field, Jamie Lyon, and wherever he does, he's, he, he makes. He has a dominant time of it. You know, lots of points, kicks all the goals. Just fucking amazing! Amazing club. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm blessed to be, uh, you know, a, a fan a fan of such a fantastic team. And I expect them to take thirteen plus win and uh, bring two points back down from one of the more difficult uh, road trips. In, one you know, of the more difficult
0: league. road trips in rugby league. Yep. Poorest excuse for a rugby league side this side of Parramatta. Slash the Tigers. Oh
1: fucking please. (laughs) They're the worst team that's not west of Sydney. Okay, that is full time for episode 128. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. And um, fucking, we are smashing it. We've got almost 1,700 likes on Facebook now.
0: People are loving us.
1: And it's, and it's, it's amazing to see. to see like four weeks ago, we had uh, maybe 1,100 and something, like just under 1,200.
0: So it's it's starting what, to take off.
1: Throwing. You're throwing like 100 a week on which is fucking great. I love it. Um, yeah, you know, keep it up. I mean, whatever you're doing, it's working, guys. Keep sharing our posts and liking them. And we see a lot of guys that um are consistently, you know, putting out the good word for the show. Um, I see Dashing Dan. He, he's always on Twitter um, retweeting our stuff, and he also shares it on Facebook. Cruzy 6 he's always doing it. Trotters,
0: he's always doing it. And uh, you know, Trotters just does it for the attention.
1: That's okay. Trotters is a valued listener of the show and a good supporter of the show. I mean he's got one of the revelation shirts. He's uh Which I wish he'd put over his fucking head. Oh Jesus. Harsh Trying to give you a rap trotts, but he's not gonna let me do it. iTunes. We got a review this week. Did we? Someone by the name of MUP twenty
0: three. Oh god, here we go. The Albert Kelly Buckle up, people.
1: The Albert Kelly of NRL podcast, five stars. Sure, Glenn and his sidekick Nate support the two most hated teams in the NRL, but they do with such passion and humour you can almost look past it. Not for the faint-hearted, but if you don't like a bit of friendly banter, crude humour, and over-the-top bias, then you probably don't like rugby league anyway. A must listen every week.
0: What a wonderful review! That sounded like it was typed by someone that wasn't high on drugs.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, because let's face it, the, the Albert Kelly, you know, admittedly, he didn't hear this with much real talk this week. It's got to be quiet after a fortnight of floggings. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, thank you very and much for your review. Still replay the Titans this season. I mean the Tigers this season. Yeah, so, so uh, I mean there's there's another fifty point rubbing. But thank you
1: very much for your review. Up, appreciate it. And anyone else who wants to give us a review, just get on get on iTunes, go to the podcast, sport and recreation center. Check the what's hot section. We're usually in there. Otherwise, just check the the top podcasts. And yeah, we'll certainly be in the top fifty. You know, you probably find us around thirty ish or something, depending on what day. So, fantasy. The Sherwood Scorpions increase their lead at the top. Uh, We've got Cerberus, Mighty Bulldogs, Dane Lurie for PM. The wheels have fallen off there. Uh, Toto's Terrors, El Duchos, Dopers, Jolly on a Blood Buzz, Greendale Goblins, and the Lucky Punks. I think it's the first time I called their name mm. this season. So they've moved their way up into the mix. That's the top 10. Tipping. Fantastic days in the tipping. The competition's been shaken up. The Real Jedi got four out of eight this week, which is the worst tipping record in probably about the top 20. So that means he's still on top with 93 points. Voodoo Rock, though, got six, so he's shrunk the lead and it's only one point. He's got 92. Williams, 277, also 92. Desi's Ducks, 91. Lynn, 91. Boxcar Jason, 91. Troy Schroeder, 91. Then we go back one more point, Animal NZ on 90, Dougie on 89, Big Dan on 89, and Aussie 11198 on 89 as well. He's in 11th place, but he's tied with a couple of them there from 9 to 11. So, it's game on now. It, it was once four points from first to second. Now it's four points from first to 11th. Wow. So, game back on with plenty of rounds left in the season. And, of course, the shop. We still got some small stock of the Revelation shirt, the hats, stubby coolers. So hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop because we're clearing those guys out. Revelation shirts, 20 bucks. And the Tigers in decline shirts, they start at 29 bucks, depending. I mean, we have to pay more or less for the shirts, depending on the sizing. But um, we're introducing kid sizes for the first time. So uh, with kids, small, medium, and large. And uh, they're twenty nine bucks. You wouldn't have
0: your kids supporting that such a pathetic cause, would you?
1: I'll get Jackson in one of those shirts. Don't you fucking worry about that. And um, so twenty nine bucks for kid shirts, and I think they're thirty bucks for uh, small, medium, large, extra large, uh, either up to extra large or up to two XL. Uh, I think they're thirty bucks, and then we have to pay a surcharge, obviously, for for larger sizes. But last time I think we only went as high as two XL with the Revelation shirts. This time we can go up to seven XL. So, if you're a big unit and you want a shirt, we can fucking hook you up this time. No worries, man. And so, the shirts will be... The most they cost is 35 bucks. So, get on there. Pre-order your Tigers into client shirt. As I said at the top of the show, we probably need about another 10 to activate it, which isn't really a great deal. Uh, so, yeah, and once we've got it activated, then, you know, presumably, uh, you know, there's no communication hitches and all that sort of stuff with the printer. Probably turn them around, you know, from, you know, production to delivery in, you know, three, four weeks. So, yeah. Uh, awesome
0: yeah well, some would say awesome
1: and I thank very much all the people that have bought them so far and a lot of the people that bought them have actually like thrown other stuff in there as well like a hat or you know stubby cool and stuff like that in at the same time so um thanks for your support guys that's awesome love it legends and don't forget to tell us on twitter or facebook or email if that's you know if that's your thing which one do you want to see after tigers in decline do you want to see a twill nation one or do you want to see an undefeated asterisk shirt? Or do you want to see both? In well, which case that's what I figure. I figured both will probably get done anyway, but, um, you know, I guess it's, you know it's which one you want to see first?
0: I think I'd go with the undefeated asterisk, only because yes. it's got my flavour on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to do the Twill Nation one and do it like, you know, if we had like a, a membership thing. And people, you know, you throw a shirt in and some other crap with the, you know. I like membership. the way you think interesting a lot of people have actually indicated that they'd support something like that you know if they you know like a, an additional thing or whatever you know we'd have to think about what extra stuff we could provide people who, who wanted to support us in that way but yeah I guess get in touch with us if you've got any thoughts on that either because we haven't really thought
0: about it at all so <laughs> hit us up happy to uh, take all input on board
1: exactly alright that is all we have time for this week it's going to be a good weekend for you no risk of defeat no be fairly calm and me, just more foreign no against the racket. <laughs> no risk of defeat, no risk of defeat, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, it should be a nice boost to foreign against uh, with any luck.
0: So, yes, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the Tigers coming back after the bye weekend and uh, renewing their charge to premiership glory as I've been calling them for all season or have it derailed because remember. Benji's going to reveal his next move or if he's going to stay or whatever after the bye week or during oh, the bye That'll be a week. nice boost for the Tigers when Benji says that he's... Uh, fucking off to the Waratahs. ...taking up his, uh, his, his <laughs> elaborate deal uh, to the end of 2015 and uh, upgrade. His uh, his income, which, is, which will be well-deserved by the time he delivers another premiership. How is that deal elaborate? It's fairly fucking lucrative, let's say that. Elaborate doesn't mean lucrative, though. I mean,
1: elaborate. You're saying you're saying his his deal is throw passes over the sideline, miss goals, get paid cash
0: money. There's nothing, like there's nothing elaborate about that. In his eyes, there is. <laughs> Little fuck off heaps of cash. That's elaborate in, in my terms. P.S. It's 20 past 11 at night. Let's wrap Let, it up then. <laughs> let's not hammer Glenn about words. All right. Cheers. <laughs>